three quick notes. Uh, the reason why we're able to keep our podcast, The Duck Feed, ad-free, um, and the reason we're able to do so many of them, is because of listener support. So if you go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, you too can support us. Uh, point two, the end of this month, um, on the weekend of the 28th of July, we're doing a charity live stream event for uh, Jella Prendes, one of the hosts of the Levels, or of the Level. Uh, I actually I made that slip up in a thing I recorded before this and made the same thing. I'm going to make the same joke. Uh, she's only on one the level. If she's on a different the level, she needs to let us know, or she's out of here. Um, yeah, so she's uh, we're raising some money for her medical care because uh, that's what we do in this country is we stream uh, for medicine because it's the future and human rights have no meaning. Um, so we're we're gonna do that. Uh, tune in and uh, please give if you're able to. Um, you know. Medical bills are expensive, so we're doing what we can. Um, that's going to be in at uh, 1,800 hours PST on the 28th. Third thing, uh, we had a couple of technical difficulties uh, during this recording. The audio quality is good, but we had a recurring glitch uh, that was not always easy to edit around. So if you hear um, things happen or kind of like an unnatural transition or uh, between things, that's about that's as, as well as I could make it fit. I did, did the best I can. But uh, just know that we're aware of it, and that's what's going on. So we do apologize for that. It was out of all of our control. It's certainly not uh, our guest's fault. Um, yeah. So uh, without further ado, here goes. desperate adventure. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I'm Randy Walker. And you're listening to Bonfire Side Chat. It is a regal favorite. <laughs> and this week we are continuing our victory lap season, our farewell season, by revisiting Dark Souls 2. And as you heard, we are joined by executive producer Randy Walker. Hey, Randy. Hey. Yeah. That's a title. <laughs> you can put that on your resume. No, Shit. please don't. No, no, like, yeah. <laughs> please don't. All about that. It's just like, <laughs> it, it would just be... I mean, if you could, if you could sell it, like if you could make it, yeah. it's like the difference between you getting a job. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, those, but, those, those are those are questions I don't want to answer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, be, be be really tricky. So there's this yeah. popular um, Japanese action RPG that I like. Um, <laughs> Let me start at the beginning. Just... Berserk is a manga, but like, yeah. <laughs> much like um, an iron slab. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, see, it was a sword, but yeah, no, no, don't worry. No, hire me. Um, I'd be great. I know cars. Yeah. <laughs> um, how's it going, Randy? It's going. It's going okay. It's going all right. Yeah, that's good. Good to hear. Um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, you know, thanks so much for for being here and for your support. Um, and uh, you know, we like to open up with just kind of anybody we have on the show. Um, if you, uh, if we ask you just a little bit about how you kind of got into the series, and more specifically, uh, why you chose Dark Souls Two. Or, uh, okay, well, revisitation season. Yeah. Um, the thing is, like, 
I, I, I'm more of just like a from software, like dilettante. Um, <laughs> I kind of, I, I came up in from, <laughs> you know, I've been playing like Kingsfield and armor course since like the PS one days. And I was just like, that was Mestiz, you know, just, you know, I had a friend who got like his imports from the city. So, uh, the, the city being New York city, I'm sorry. I'm from New York. Oh, that's fine. Mm. It's, uh, it's, yeah. Um, and we, yeah, we would just like play, like, you know, play our untranslated Japanese versions of like Kingsfield and like other, like, uh, was it shadow tower and stuff, you know, just, and that was like, there's something about those games. Like there's something about from games. Uh, like, I, I don't think I'm alone when I say that, like they have a weirdness to them. There is like, just like this, like crunchy stuffiness to them that is very delicious mm-hmm. and uh well and like i, I kind of followed that like all the way through up until um like the ps2 era and then like for whatever reason i just kind of fell off you know you just kind of drift away from stuff not like any sort of like active reason or whatever and then like i start hearing about this game demon souls and i'm like wait a second is this like a is this like a third person uh kingsfield is that what they're doing here <laughs> like oh it's like oh it's it's balls hard it's shit hard it'll it'll kill you <laughs> and I'm like oh okay yeah so yes okay um and then I got a PS3 this, this is gonna be my like my shame minute hmm. it's like I got a PS3 for Dark Demon Souls mm-hmm. my copy my copy of Demon Souls is still in its plastic wrap oh. wow I am really bad at like following up both on people's recommendations and also like my own. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. I am really bad about that, and um, so then uh, a few years passed, and Dark Souls came announced. I'm like, oh man, they're, they're really going with this. I'm glad that like, you people are really going. <laughs> like from, from Software is really getting it. And that's like, boys. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like oh, it's like all oh, my boys. They're getting they're getting like some yeah. like it's a comeuppance. Like yeah, you know, it's yeah. like <laughs> it's a it's a positive comeuppance. Yeah, they're getting what yeah, they're yeah. getting what's coming to them. They're just desserts, but in yeah, not like a villain yeah. way, right? Yeah. I, I like, choose to believe that is a you know a, 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 a an absolute value rather than a um, yeah, yeah. positive or negative. They're they're, they're getting uh, their payback. Yeah, <laughs> they're getting their taken. They're getting their <laughs> point break. It's um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, so you know, me and my bad brain said, well, I'll play this, but I have to play Demon Souls first, of course. And like I said earlier, that copy I, is still in its plastic yeah. wrap. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So well, I, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of years passed, and D- Dark Souls Two gets announced, and I say, "Fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this Dark Souls One. I got a copy on Steam. Let's get this DS fix. Fix this broke ass game. The game it, it, it fucked my computer up real bad. I don't know yeah. if it was like my fault or what, but like my computer didn't have sound for a week after I put on D- DS fix, hmm. Hmm. and uh, that kind of soured me on the experience. I'll, I'll try it later." But by later, uh, like later, it was like before a it was a month before D- Dark Souls Two was coming out. Mm-hmm. So that was where I cut off. That's where I just said, you know, the the cycle has to end. And I just <laughs> I just played Dark Souls Two from the get go. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, interesting, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like it, it's weird. It's like I, I I know a lot about those two games, those two first games, like just from listening to like things like this and just people and being on the internet around like video game culture websites and stuff yeah you, you pick up a lot but um yeah like those are two gaping dark signs in my uh my gaming history oh wow yeah. i also would have accepted gaping dragons in your yeah. dark souls history. oh fuck see this, this <laughs> is where, this, this they're, where, they're both good though 
Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm actually kind of, you know, like the idea of being able to play Demon Souls now without having experienced it is very like appealing to me. Yeah. I, I will do it before I'm dead, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. You, I think you'll like it. Like yeah. it's, 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 oh, a really I, good I, I am almost guaranteed to like it. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just really bad about that. Like I'm, I had, I've tried, started the first Dishonored seven times. Mm-hmm. I got two thirds through it and then just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I got, got that poo brain. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're in good, uh, good company there. I, I have very similar, very similar habits. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so, yeah, so uh, DS2 was your choice. Uh, it was your it was your first uh, in the series, and it's yes. also, you know, remained kind of a... And that's, yes. that's great. Like, I like the... Uh, we talked about a lot in the season what it would be like for someone to play this game first. And we talked yes. about that a lot in all of our yeah. seasons, more or less, that weren't the first one, which is <laughs> yeah. just me and Cole's way of being like, what if somebody wasn't us? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it's a fun uh, month exercise, yeah. <laughs> Did you um did you end up playing uh playing through it uh once regularly and then also with uh with Scholar? No, this was actually my uh first Scholar run. Oh, Interesting. One. I, I I started like a, like a month and a half ago. I, I played through the DLCs as they were coming out. I mean, I didn't finish them, but like I, I got through, you know, I, I checked them all out. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, this was my first Scholar run because I, I picked it up on PS4 back in some sale a couple months ago, and I'm like, you know, what? I'll play through this game again. It I think about it like all the time. Yeah. I should play it again, <laughs> especially because I'm going to be talking about it. Yeah. And your familiarity with that first one will fuck you every time in Scholar, uh, which is what I found. Oh, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually, um, I decided to stream my playthrough, hmm. you know, for, oh, for what, it, what, what, it, how, how far I've gotten so far in it. Uh, and yeah, a lot of my commentary on it is like, huh, well, that's new. <laughs> Who are you? Oh, Fuck this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, there's a lot of, it's interesting what Scholar does. And we'll, we'll kind of talk about that in general because it's, I think it's Most largely of, yeah. a force for, for good with Dark Souls yep. too. Exactly. Yes. Um, but it's also, I mean, it is designed to kind of, you know, they, you know that they wanted to provide value in addition yeah. to kind of shoring things up. So they needed to mix things up. Most of the, there are, there are things there that are definitely put there for players of the original game. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm. they're, they're yeah, there there are things that are definitely like sculpted in a way to have more impact on someone who comes in with expectations rather than just a new player. Yeah, yeah, like like remake, like Resident Evil remake with the the dogs oh, yeah. in the window and stuff like that. Yep. Like, yep. I think that, I think that's like the the uh, quintessential example of that. Yeah, like yeah. Ac- across like across uh, reimaginings and remakes and stuff of that. You know, sort. So, so you alluded to this a little bit, uh, you know, when you talked about your boys making good, but it has to be kind of strange to be somebody who's been with from since the really early days back in the PS1 when they were kind of this boutique developer um, just to, to see them become mm. this gigantic thing. Like, like, it, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> is it's there, really you know, weird. Is there something from those old days that you really wish they'd like it, like get back to, you know, after their uh, jag with souls for s- seven years? Um, I kind of, I mean, like, the, the, I have one real answer and one fake answer. <laughs> uh, the real answer is like, uh, don't like go back to a difficulty that, um, does not require just like perfect, like perfection in gameplay. Like mm-hmm. that was never their thing really. Right. Uh, and the fake answer is like, don't have a marketing team. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good real answer to me. I, I <laughs> think the uh, and and your fake an- your 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 fake answer and your real answer are both good real answers. I think. I, yeah. yeah, I guess more of like a snark is a snarky answer rather than a fake yeah. answer. It's still yeah. valid. It's just it feels petty. Yeah, but so, For, did, so, you know, so, does, so does their marketing department. So whatever. Well, it, one of them seems possible, and one of the other one doesn't. You know, it's yeah, possible yeah. for the, for them to scale back on the difficulty. I don't have high hopes that they will. Um, right. But those things are also tied to each other too, because part of the reason why I think it got so out of control with that is because of the uh, marketing. Yeah. You know, they're, they're related problems. They're not totally in a vacuum. Yeah. Um, and Dark Souls Two, like, uh, was some of the beginning of that. Like, I don't find Dark Souls 2 particularly hard. And I'm not saying that as a weird gamer brag. Like, go back oh, to me man. complaining for the last, like, two years about, you know, the end of Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3 and other people who just, oh, you know, just use a kukri, et cetera. Um, but I don't find Dark Souls 2 super, super hard. I think it's more just because it matches my play style. But I know a lot of people um, do. And I know it is. A, it's definitely a step up in difficulty from the first one. Yes. Um, yes. So they have been on, like, a, a trajectory um, towards that. Um, so let's get into it. We'll we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about and many other things about Dark Souls 2 as we begin. Um, so Dark Souls 2, just uh, basic demographic information, uh, was released in March of 2014. Jesus. Yeah, so about three, a little bit more than three years old now. <laughs> God, we will all soon be dust. Um, yeah. Yes. And uh, you play as someone who is suffering from the undead curse. Uh, you ventured into this land of Drang Lake uh, in order to... Uh, use some souls to cure yourself. However, that's really only part of the opening because you're quickly swept up in kind of this conspiracy or manipulation to reinstate a true monarch uh, on the throne of uh, of Drang Lake and possibly, uh, you know, relight the first flame, however dim it may be. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um kind of things tied to that. And there's a lot of kind of, it's kind of played with this idea of, uh, you know, that being the, the, the bait that brings people to Drang Lake and then they get kind of swept up in this. Um, that's definitely something that is intentional in the game. Um, like characters talk about it, you know, like you'll get there and you won't remember why. And that line is repeated. Um, you know, so that is intentional. The degree to which that's successful as like a narrative, uh, kind of gambit we can talk about, but yeah. it just, it's, it's worth noting that like, like so many things about Dark Souls 2, and, and we're you know noted Dark Souls 2 defenders and notably <laughs> defensive about Dark Souls 2. Um, <laughs> a lot of the criticism of it comes from the idea that it's all just kind of random blob de bloop nonsense. And I don't think that's the case. I think it's no, no. Uh, you know a lot of the stuff that people are picking up on is definitely on purpose. It's just whether you think it's successful or not, and that's an argument worth having. You know, whereas like it's just nonsense. They're just making it up like it's it's bullshit. It was about this and it's about this other thing. Like, well, like the game, there's too much evidence that shows that the, the game is aware of that and trying to do that. Yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. You know, looking, you know, because we're working in a in, in time in a strange way, you know, if you go to Bloodborne and look at that and say, hey, this is a really excellent exercise in symbolism. Um, I think that Dark Souls 2 is a really ex- excellent exercise in theme. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, I think that makes up for a lot of you know some of the you know broken continuity um, and the fact that you know the pieces don't quite join at the edges because they do feel you know that they're of ma- they're they're made of the same or similar material. Yeah, yeah, and and it's, and some of this is also going to be we have concrete answers to some of this stuff, right? So like you can't really consider Dark Souls two without talking about kind of the development and the stuff that we know that has come out about it you know so we know that the the development is scrapped and restarted 
we know that um, you know things like the infamous elevator um, were the result of a miscommunication. Like that's literally a mistake, and that's the text. You know, it it was, but the fact that it actually kind of supports some of that read about this being at least partly about kind of losing your mind and losing your purpose, you know, your character kind of uh, going on the same journey that other characters in this game go through, like Lucas Hill or like Vendrick, you know, went through at some point before he went, you know, hollow. Um, the fact that that fits, um, maybe it's a, it's an accident mm-hmm. that, you know, elevator to, to hell fits, but like it is, uh, uh, I'll take it right. Like it doesn't really yeah. matter whether it's an accident or what the intent was. It makes the read better in my mind. Like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt my head can. It doesn't hurt my like head can is the dismissive way to put it. And death of the author analysis would be the more charitable way to put it, to, yes. to put it. Yeah. Full Dota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't know, like Dota. If Dota was Death of the Author, and then they put out Death of the Author Two, yeah, <laughs> all these Death of the Author clones, Death of the Author Two, the Author Rises, it's the most popular form of criticism on Steam. Uh, uh, that's very good. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, do we like uh, what kind of generally? Um, you know about what this. Do you guys want to kind of start with that kind of like where this is, what this is about kind of thematically and then work our way in? Or do you guys want to kind of circle back to that after we talk about some more specifics? Um, I, I'm fine with what, with, with uh, waiting a little bit. Cause like the theme, like the central kind of theming of the game is kind of one of the things that I put as like my thing I love about Dark Souls too. So if we want to talk about that later. That's fine. But we can talk about it now too. Yeah. Let's, let, let, let's revisit it because I think that there are a lot more kind of immediate immediate things that mark dark souls 2 as its own entry in the series and they're primarily mechanical or have to yeah. do with like the structure of the game because this is kind of a weird you know side stop for the uh for for, for the series right yeah um, yeah 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 um, um and part of that is so to me like the biggest thing about dark souls 2 and this is going to be repeating a little bit um dark souls 2 specifically as a sequel you're repeating a point that i made a bunch in dark souls 3 but like this feels like time and distance has meaning compared to dark souls 1 you know like this is long 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 after dark souls 1 and very far away and to me that is the way to do a sequel to dark souls 1 yes um in 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 my mind um and that's that's a huge strength and that that sense is so pervasive um, you know, kingdoms have risen and fallen. Like we are on the, the ashes and the, the, the kind of the, the remains of, of what we had played before so far in the future. It, it's almost unrecognizable. Right. Yeah. And also, you know, if, if the game is to be believed half a world away. Yeah. Know? Um, and that is, you know, probably, I mean, there are several reasons why none of this stuff shows up in Dark Souls 3 and why Dark Souls, Dark Souls 3 feels like it, you know, follows so closely. Um, this is so far removed in time and space that if they pushed it a little bit further, this actually could have been almost a dark Demon Souls to Dark Souls split. Yeah. yeah. Or Dark Souls to, to Bloodborne. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, like Cursed Souls or, or something, you know, something like that. The, you know, they, they could have they could have doubled down on it. And I think the game does like suffer a little bit from from that, that, you know, kind of having a foot in both ponds. 
you know, similar to how Dark Souls three, it's real weird when it brings up Dark Souls two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's similar. This is real. It's a little bit weird when it really directly brings up Dark Souls one. Like sometimes it's very successful. Sometimes it's less so. Yeah. For as yeah. you know, kind of impactful as the old Dragon Slayer fight is. Um, you know, now that I have the full context of the series, it doesn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I prefer to think of enti- the entirety of Dark Souls three as fan fiction. Okay. <laughs> so if you ignore Dark Souls three completely, which is what I I do, then it makes sense again. Yeah. So it's uh pretty much that didn't happen. Um, and then the Ring City didn't happen, and Ashes Ariandel also is just not part of it. <laughs> people, it's, there are people who downloaded this to listen specifically to write angry letters, and I think that you just gave them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've said that before. Like that's, that's know, not the first time. It's just uh, I you know, and yeah, old Dragon Slayer. Like it, it's a really cool moment. It's a cool fight. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make sense with what was revealed later. Like you're totally right. Yeah. So some of those little bits are just kind of there to be cool. Other ones are so are super perfect though. Mm-hmm. Like that sense of distance. Like um, I love when it shows up in item descriptions. Like I love, um, you know, I, I've talked about it before, but the the uh, Elizabeth mushroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like she was once a great beauty. It said, you know, like that kind of way that history and time dis- distorts. Yeah. Um, is like a major kind of player in this. Yeah. Armor that used to be named after legendary heroes of Lordran. You know, their descriptions get less specific. You know, they talk about the way that it, you know, disseminated and they allude to it, but they don't actually say, hey, this was a notable person um, before. Yeah. Like Seath was never referred to as the writhing ruin, as far as I know. Right. Until, you know, until a little glowy ball said so. (laughs) Yeah. Until he he became kind of a a ruin, you know, and and that Seath thing, you know, I will, I know this is not true and we talked about this a lot in the thing, but I will always hold on to the feeling I had when I thought that that dragon specifically was Seath. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. there. They were just like, Oh, they built this thing out. Of, and they did use the kind of technology and, and or not technology, but you know what I mean? Um, like Seathian magic to mm-hmm. kind of construct uh Seldora. But like the idea that like, Oh, this is literally like built on the corpse of how cool is that? <laughs> um, you know, because it, and it, it just takes a long time to get there. You kind of have to notice it. Like it was a really cool idea. Instead, it was kind of more of a, uh, in essence, Use yeah. it. And that's that's kind of what we're dealing with is this essence. Yes. Yeah, like thematic cycles rather than literal. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, really, really strong. And uh, uh that pervades the entire kind of game. Like mm-hmm. the sense of um the very first episode of the second uh second season called uh, called a Palimpest, um, which is 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 what it is. Yes. You know, it's it's you erase all the pages, you know, all the writing in a book and write a new book on top of it. Yeah. Um, but some of it peeks through. Painting on top of a painting on top of a painting. Yep. Okay. yeah um yeah um so a, we should talk about that world because this is possibly one of the this is the dark souls game with the most diverse uh settings i think mm-hmm. you know in terms of the levels that people have you you know or that people that the designers have you go through um there you know you're doing an awful lot of different stuff there's lots of different biomes um and this is a very pretty game mm-hmm. like I'm going back, uh, you know, I'm, I'm currently a little ways into Demon Souls. And for as much as I, as, as I love that game, um, it definitely suffers for being more monochrome. I think that one of the best things about Dark Souls 2 is that they, that they opened themselves up to making it a colorful game. Yeah, 100%. And, and that's a, that's very intentional in Demon Souls, right? Like the, literally the colorless fog yes. has come through and, you know, and done this, like, that that monochrome is is very specific 
this I think that it kind of gains more than it loses, though, by like allowing things to be, um, you know, having variety, but then also having like just because Shrine of Amana is as beautiful as anything in the series mm -hmm. um, doesn't make it less threatening. Right. Um, that like kind of juxtaposition is real classic, but it, it's classic because it's very effective. Yeah. You know, and then when they actually use it for kind of hub areas or zones of safety, like Majula is far, far and away my favorite hub that's like been in these games. Like Majula is great. Yes. Yes. Uh, and it wouldn't emoji. be if it wasn't beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Like what it is. It's so beautiful. The music is very good and it, it feels like like a, a safe haven mm -hmm. and, yeah. you know, mechanically and kind of narratively functions as such. Yes. The yeah, I was going to say the the, the beauty throughout Dark Souls, like the, the diverse beauty and beauty and diversity kind of thing is in my mind core to the theme yeah mm -hmm. yeah this ah. this was once kind of a majestic place and the idea that you are you know going into the ruins of this once kind of majestic kingdom and gathering people and kind of starting this you know bootstrap uh settlement you know back at the beginning on the coast um is uh i don't know it feels very satisfying it feels uh, quaint in a way that the series kind of doesn't and the fact that Majula is this safe space where there really is no danger aside from maybe accidentally falling down the pit well there's um, the pigs and oh, the yeah. pigs yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah nobody goes in that corner of the town yeah <laughs> <laughs> that corner belongs to the pigs um, yeah, that, but every town has a bad neighborhood you yeah. know so <laughs> yeah over, over there in Hogsville oh yeah <laughs> that stands in contrast yeah. uh to you know most of the other entries in the in, in the series aside from maybe uh bloodborne and and dark souls 3 okay so roughly half the series um where they subvert the safety of your uh of, of your home base i mean the nexus feels like a dangerous place at all times you are literally trapped there uh firelink uh ultimately goes away you know yeah well, so Cole, Cole, I would say that in three and Bloodborne, they subvert that safety. Yeah. yeah. Because you know, in uh, in Bloodborne, you know, you come back and do the final boss fight there. Yeah. yeah. And it's on it's on fire. And then in Dark Souls three, um, your actual fire link uh, doesn't actually do anything, but you do go to that like cursed version of it. Mm -hmm. So it kind of plays with that idea. Whereas this one, like Majula, remains pure. Yes. You know. So so Randy, you know, this being your first Souls game, walking out of the things betwixt and kind of getting that first glimpse of 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 majula like like how did that impact you like what was your estimation of this place well um it like i had the unfortunate like because it's like you know yeah uh, souls has this reputation it's you learn to be mistrustful of things that appear good mm. <laughs> so like i like tiptoed my ass all the way up to uh <laughs> that bonfire expecting like shit to come out of the ground skeletons come over the the edge or whatever like i, I was like still in paranoid mode and i kind of was through like the first like 20 hours of my first play through that game but right. I, I i came to slowly love majula as one would their hometown you know yeah i began yeah. to cherish it in its absence <laughs> yeah and i think that you know that is 100 percent the idea yes. for it like you you know you had to leave you had to come back it is a central hub um, so the idea being when you come back, like it is, uh, it feels like coming home. It feels like, you know, coming to your, your apartment after a long day, you know, in, in a way that it doesn't really in the, the series, other games in the series, even Firelink, which is like very homey, uh, isn't, you know, necessarily populated 
as as densely and doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel like a place anybody lives. Like it just like, why is everyone gathering around the big worm pit where the, <laughs> where the serpent comes up and, and shit breaths all over the place as opposed yeah. to this place with houses? Yeah, you know, it's really like, not a place where like anyone goes to be happy. Yeah, exactly. Like that is that is a miserable place. Whereas like one of my favorite, you know, I've, I've long talked to like I don't really like achievements in general, but one of the ways I think that they can be used is to relay information to the player. Um, as opposed to a goal. And the the one you get in Dark Souls 2 for getting everyone together, then where it's called like a gathering of exiles. That's always yeah. stuck with me. I always like that a lot. Um, these people don't have a home in this this rest of this world because it's too far gone. Mm-hmm. You know, but and the also, idea of rebuilding yeah, yeah. something. And it kind of describes like what you are doing, apart from bringing people to Majula, that is like kind of what you're doing like throughout the whole game. Mm-hmm. As you like gather souls and stuff just in general. Yeah. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah. And, and the... The um, in Dark Souls 2 as well, as far as games in the series, and we'll talk about this when we talk about the endings, but like that Eldia ending really still sticks with me as you kind of unique in the series as um, uh, ambiguously hopeful in a way that no other ending in the series is. Yeah. So like even the good ending of Bloodborne, you know, the the, the first like easy good ending you can get uh, still feels fake. And the, the good good ending you have to work really hard for is like, what is even that? You know, like yeah, that is a... That, that, that's beyond good or bad, you know? Right. And that, that's kind of the point. Whereas this, like, you know, Dark Souls 2 has the ability not only to be pretty, but also to be kind of like buck the series and be uh, positive or hopeful. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it does you know, something and that, amazing with that, which is it takes what would have been the dark ending, you know, or some of the uh, um, implications of the Dark Lord ending and recast that as, you know, kind of unambiguously positive that anything else would be better than this. I think it's the best sale that they've made of that concept so far. And it's the best sale that they made in the entire series. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's still my favorite ending in the series. Oh, for sure. Um, is, is the Aldia ending. Um, so it's got that going for it, uh, which I, I really appreciate. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The, uh, so let's uh, let's talk about let's move into kind of a way we said we we're going to get away from themes and we went right back into themes. Um, the game is really <laughs> so, thematically strong. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of that's the what makes Dark Souls do Dark Souls Two is theme for miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about mechanics because mechan- I don't want that to get uh, kind of you know overshadowed because that's also yeah. really important. Yes. Kind of the, yeah. the things it does well and the things it doesn't do as well. Right. Um, it was hard for me to go back to Dark Souls Two. Um. And I think that that, you know, as, you know, as, if we're talking to people who have a broader, you know, experience with the entire series, that I, I don't think we can underline that enough that, yes, you know, it, it has changed. And Dark Souls 3 did do something really good by making the play more fluid, uh, by making it, you know, so that it was less about avatar skill and more about player skill. You know, that was following from Bloodborne and that, but like I had, you know, there like there was a there was a non-trivial adjustment period to go back to the way that Dark Souls 2 moves and controls. Um yeah. the way the stats uh, impact things. Yeah, I definitely had that as well. So, so that doesn't just doesn't bother me as much as uh you know, because I, like I said, that's that's kind of role-playing games to me. It does make it harder to go back to. Yes. But I don't remember having a problem with it going forward to it. Right. right? Like it's it's just about playing a very fast game mm-hmm. and then playing a slower game, you know. Like going back to Dark Souls One also feels really slow and like, you know, much slower paced. Yes. And kind of uh, considered in the same way. And like same thing with uh, Demon Souls is a little bit quicker, but it also has like stiffer animations and stuff. So a lot of it I think is kind of a generational gap. 
uh, more than just adaptability. Yeah. Like adaptability, which as for people who don't know and everybody does know, it controls your iframes. Like you, uh, your iframes are tied to a stat. Yes. So like and, you will, you'll dodge and it, you'll think you made it and you'll get clipped by, yep. by kind of partial damage. Um, if your skill is not high enough. It also makes your, uh, your sippy speed on your Estus a little faster too. <laughs> it gives, yeah. you, gives you a thicker straw. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bigger, bigger straw. You get, you get a camel pack. Oh, it gets that, get, gets that get wide mouth enough. and that sunny D, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it stomps yeah. on your Capri Sun. Yeah. yeah you um, shotgun an Estus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, they gave some extra importance to, to attunement in here as well, because that, that also uh, contributes to your agility stat um, as a caster and it governs how quickly you cast and how many, uh, how many spells you get. So like things that in other entries in the series would have been, you know, taken as granted for the way your character is kind of loaded out are tied to these stats that you end up having to invest souls into to, you know, rise up to, you know, a level of avatar competence that kind of came out of the box in dark souls one and dark souls three. Well, in, in one, you still have to, uh, two men casting speed are still things you have to put stats into. Yeah. Um, casting speed is through dexterity and, and attunement is still attunement. I forgot it's about just, dexterity. Yeah. 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 That's, so it's, it's, it doesn't change it with that. It's mostly, I mean, it's, it's I think it's entirely those iframes mm-hmm. is the, is the thing. And it's like, it does, it totally makes a difference. The reason, part of the reason, and I'm like, I guess like where, where I would come down on it. And I'm not trying to say this because I agree with you that like it is a thing. I think the idea that it, like it can't be underlined enough is, is, you know, it can be, it's underlined. Yeah. You know, I think this can be underlined once and you get through <laughs> it. Like you gain so many levels in dark souls too. Oh my God. Like dark souls two is, is about this kind of empowerment. It compensates for having these more stats to put points into, mm-hmm. um, pretty readily. Yeah. So that curve of like having kind of shitty adaptability um, you have to know to put points in it. Right. Um, but if you know to put points into it, that curve doesn't last very long. And you can get up to at least like Dark Souls one level of kind of fluidity and adaptability like relatively quickly in the scheme of the game. Like it's still frustrating. Mm-hmm. It still impacts your experience. So I'm not saying it's trivial. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's it's manageable yeah. to my yeah. mind. Just, you know, you got to invest in futures. <laughs> yeah. Put points <laughs> into that, adaptability. Yeah. Someone tells Dustin Hoffman, adaptability. Uh, at his graduation party. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but that's a bigger deal than I remember it being much like you, Gary. I was not, uh, I was not quite as thrown by that when I first, when I first came to this, it's only because we are, you know, working backward, uh, to it. Yeah. 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 It's, it's definitely, it's hard to go backwards. Yeah. Like, uh, the game, and I'm even if I'm playing through dark souls one and like dark souls one is still my favorite game in the series. And it's still hard. Yeah. I still move slower and more considered and kind of clunkier. Mm-hmm. then uh you know going from bloodborne to dark souls one is tough yeah right like it's worth it i think the same way i think that going from dark souls one to kingsfield four is worth it mm-hmm. you know like you you make that adjustment but it, it feels more like that like the kind of the the price you pay to play an older piece of software yeah you know yeah. um um something that's aided by the fact that they hand out levels like pez um is uh you know the extreme amount of build variety uh that oh you can God. get in this um you, you know even more so than dark souls 3 it is ridiculous uh the the kind of um fashion souls you can do in this um it's ridiculous the way that you can specialize into different kinds of casters uh into different uh different weapons um you know, the fact that you can trade in uh your boss souls at two different vendors uh for different mm-hmm. kinds of uh for different kinds of goodies 
uh, really makes it so like if you set your eye on a prize, um, you can get to it. Or if you just want to like experiment and make this weird ass character, uh, it's entirely possible. And it's pretty satisfying for both PVE and for PVP. Yeah. It, it supports us in multiple ways too, because this is the game with the easiest and most readily available respec. Yeah. So if you, mm -hmm. if you defeat a near end game boss, they, you look at what weapons you can make. It looks like something that's cool to you. You get, you know, a lot of chances. I think it's like, I can't remember how many um, like soul vessels are. or something like that. It's like five or six before the DLC. Right. So it's, it's a good number, um, which, you know, that's how many you get in dark souls. Uh, you can have unlimited or you can do it five times in dark souls three, but that, before you, that character, yeah. <laughs> before, before you, you before, before yep. grub out, um, yep. but that character is, is pretty deep in the game. Um, the, the respect character in three and then getting the item for it is tied to PVP other than the one you can find. Mm hmm. So you have to like engage in PVP. And like, for me, that's just a system I just don't want to do anything with. Right. Um, really? So like getting, you know, grinding, uh, doing this thing I don't want to do in order to respec was very frustrating as opposed to just going down to the basement of my hometown and respecing, you know, and, and being able to do it like with the DLC, probably like eight or nine times. Yeah. You know, and in a typical playthrough, I do that quite a bit. Like I, I try new, new stuff mm -hmm. because the game is generous enough with souls and with levels and upgrade equipment um to make that viable yeah um so even not only is there greater variety kind of on a playthrough scale there's also greater variety in an individual playthrough for me yeah um, which is really valuable yep because you can correct mistakes and that's mm -hmm. the way that i use it <laughs> you know um yeah yeah uh so so so, so randy like what's your what's your go-to build for dark souls 2 and like what do you do for this most recent one <sighs> Um, my go-to in like all souls types of games, like even Bloodborne, like is generally like big fuck off weapon and then dodge till I'm dead. Yeah. Mm. You know, call me Pillsbury because I'm a dodge boy. <laughs> the Pillsbury dodge boy. Yeah. Yeah, that goes. Yeah. Um, this time, this run, this scholar run, I am role playing as one of my characters from my D&D campaign, mm. eyebrows, um, and is doing a... Uh, Dual wielding Cestus. Hmm. Oh, nice. That's really fun. Power, yeah. 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 Just like that L1 in the power stance gets you real far. <laughs> God, power stancing is so good. Power, power stancing it. Power stancing is very important to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. I can't believe they got rid of that. And dry, <sighs> that drives me so crazy because it's so it's they add it kind of with weapon arts, but I don't I really like weapon arts in general. And like the I like them. Yeah, I like them conceptually. Oh, yeah. I like conceptually too. I just, I wish that they were, they were better. Um, the, uh, and this is, it's very fun. And they give you a character that can power stance almost out of the gate too, with the, the dual wielding swordsman yeah. to kind yep. of introduce it to you. And so, some of the most fun I've had in this game is late game, you know, power stancing two things that are like 10,000 times bigger than I am. Like <laughs> huge swords or huge clubs. You have black sword. <laughs> yeah. That's super fun. Like it just looks really, really cool. Yeah. I was like, uh, standing up, like, you know, sitting down by the bonfire, seeing uh, another uh, a player's ghost and it's just like two swords and a pair of legs yeah two, two swords a pair of legs and usually the smelter demon helmet only yeah, yeah. You know? yes. so, so basically you, you you walk through the ghost of a gundam mm. yeah. no um but like you don't have to do something crazy like that like dual wielding clubs as is, is a perfectly viable build you know so something mm -hmm. you know, like that or cestus like it is a different uh, it's a different way to play the game. And like, I, you know, I don't think I ever completed like a dual wielding power stance run, but like 
I think I have like four or five characters that I started and got part way through just like attempting to do that. And I kind of wonder now with, you know, now, now that, uh, Bloodborne kind of gave me my, my, my real, my real, real good, uh, dodge chops. Um, if I could go back and actually, uh, uh, be more successful with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, dodging works different. Like you're incentivized to block more in in dark souls too, Mm -hmm. you know, since you roll as opposed to kind of like stay facing the enemy with a sidestep. Yeah. Yeah. So there's more recovery, um, kind of regardless, but like it is, uh, you can play through dark souls too without blocking. Like I've, I've done it before and it, yeah. it works. Um, it's, it's harder than, than, you know, it's harder than, than just mapping bloodborne onto it though. For yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I love, I, I love that, uh, that kind of variety. Like I played through this game every way you can play through it. Uh, pretty much like mm-hmm. I've done, you know, many different playthroughs and I've done big fuck off dual wield and like, you know, two two rapiers and uh, every kind of caster um, in the game, and they're all doable, right? Um, and not in like a challenge run sense, which is kind of how it is in the other entries in the in the series. Like, you know, like Lobos can be like, I'm just going to use uh, hunter's tools in in Bloodborne, you know, mm-hmm. but I I couldn't do that. Like, that's that's too much. Whereas this, it's like I play through as a hexer. You kind of have to hack the beginning of it, which we we should talk about a little bit, the kind of nonlinearity of this. Yeah. Um. And you can make that viable and powerful very early on. Yeah. You know, uh, Gary, did both of us do hexers this time around? Yeah, I did. I did a, I did a hexer. Yeah. So I just miss playing a caster so goddamn much. Yeah. Because <laughs> I haven't been able to do it in years. <laughs> um, yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's extremely fun. Like yeah. it works really, really well. The spell variety is really great. Like even the first like kind of vendor you get for hexes, like gives you a bunch of cool, cool spells, mm-hmm. um, you know, just different ways you can buff yourself or uh, enchant your weapon. You're using that and you get to the second one. You get that like dark fog mm-hmm. uh, poison attack, which is just like really, really good for. Um, I was trying to kill uh, NPCs in this mm-hmm. and because I want to remind myself what they had. Excuse me. And uh, partly I was uh, I was looking for for a, a good armor set to use. And uh, you hit a hit a NPC with a couple of those fogs, like the guy <laughs> who runs the blue sentinels. Yeah, did not last a a, a second. Like, you know, it's it's a really really kind of cool utility spell. Yeah. That. Um, if we're talking about build variety, this would be a good time to talk about um, one of the things I love about Dark Souls too is how many just kind of weird things <laughs> there are as part of that. So like. The jester set, yeah, or the butterfly set. Yeah, you can dress yourself as uh, up as one of the monarchs henchmen. <laughs> yeah, and it has these like these bonkers effects. Yeah, like oh, this is this is the jester's hat, which like, I can't. If I'm wearing this, I can't be backstabbed. <laughs> you know, things like that. And none of the other entries in the series do stuff like that. Like it's so weird, you know. And the the way that the butterfly set like changes the way you you jump, like. I've seen videos of people doing these dive bombs from across the map, like <laughs> doing this floating, like jump attack on, on invaders and stuff. That's just incredible. Yeah. You know, like it, it gets weird, <laughs> uh, in a way the other entries really don't. Yeah. Um, you know? and, and that leans into something we, we, we love whenever it shows up. And I think it shows up, uh, maybe the most densely here is humor and humor and souls. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. You can you can make yourself look really ridiculous in addition to making yourself look really cool. <laughs> uh, and that's a lot of the weapons have weird little quirks to them as well, like stat buffs uh, that they give you. Um, you know, not so much immunities that happens in armor, but you can get like weird stat buffs, and you can get uh, uh, you know things that that just kind of has special effects. Yeah, like uh, uh, to it. the ruler sword or whatever that lets you uh, it increases attack as you the amount of souls you have goes mm-hmm. up. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, that's some of that's kind of cool. Yeah. And they even do that with the spells, like the whole idea of hexing it being it costing your souls as a currency, yeah. as like a secondary currency. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, yeah. being able, yeah. Like mm. the da- damage being determined by how many you have or whatever, like how many you spend on it. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, like like casting from that as a secondary mana pool to like uh, to, to 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 buff it. It cha- yeah. it changes the risk reward of certain kinds of combat. Like, are you going to use just dark orbs, or are you going to you know use this you know use this kind of valuable uh, currency to make it more powerful? Um, in addition to that, like. The, the ring that you get for the hexer based um for the hexer based uh covenant costs you HP whenever you cast right, a hex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, but like mm-hmm. it, it snuck up on me because I forgot about yeah. it. Yeah, it's kind of cool the way like it recontextualizes souls like as a currency, but for a different sort of purchase or whatever. You're purchasing mm-hmm. death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> purchasing the screams of my enemies. One death, uh-huh. please. Yeah, <laughs> like it's a different kind of resource, you know, yeah. um, that, that's really clever. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and it's a design space. The game, the, the series kind of stopped using, you know, right? Yeah. Like there's a little bit of that in Bloodborne where spells cost bullets, but that ended up being more of a frustration than anything to me. Yeah, yeah, because that was a persistent thing and not something that, uh, you know, recharged on a, a on a resource yes, like that. Ex- broke, exactly. That broke yeah. the cycle. Yeah. yeah, it interfered with another it interfered with the grinding and the kind of getting that, you know, the scarcity of those things in a negative way. As opposed to this being like a, a single individual run from bonfire to bonfire as a hexer, if you're not looking to level up, like you will fuel your own. The enemies you kill will fuel your spells. Yeah, if you're yeah. you know, so you're kind of uh, kind of re reestablishing uh, your yeah. base. Yeah, I was just gonna say that there's another mechanic that kind of recontextualizes uh, souls and how you get them and what they're worth when you lose them. But we can talk about that when we get to it. Oh, uh, go, go for it. There's no real order that we're hitting this stuff. The dreaded soul memory. Ah, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, I never think I, about I'll soul the, memory. Yeah, I had to let you speak to that because I know that's a really controversial thing in, in the game. And I know that I trust people who say that it's a problem. As somebody who doesn't engage with PvP, it doesn't impact me very much. I'm, but that doesn't mean it's not a problem. So do you, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, sure. I mean... It, my beef with it isn't really PvP related because I'm not really a PvP person either. But um, I didn't really notice it when I played the game the first time back when it was out. Because if I wanted to get summoned or summon people, I could. Like there was, you know, but like areas in front of boss doors were like filthy with summon signs all the time, yeah. forever. But uh, this playthrough, nothing. I got, you know, I would always like whenever I was hollow, I would just put my sign down, just like that's a matter of course. Yeah. yeah. As I'm going through the level. Just, you know, it's like, you know, free humanity. You know, that's, that's, that's how you do it. But uh, I got summoned in in my like 36 hours or whatever of playing. I got summoned in once. <sighs> and I, yeah, and so I wasn't like, you know, my, my, my soul memory was not super inflated. Like I, I got to the Shrine of Winter before I hit a million. So, right. It's just like it it does like push you away. Like It pushes like you out of brackets. Yeah. And it's just it. it it makes it so you're less likely to go for that, uh, you know, nothing to lose <laughs> suicide run. Cause like, Oh, there's mm-hmm. those, those 8,000 souls that I dropped near the boss area. Like I don't need them. Like I'll just get them more later. But like that's, you know, that's 8,000 souls ticked to my like weird, like, uh, like soul tax. Yeah. And it, like it pushes me either away from people <laughs> who want to help me or towards people who want to invade me. Oh Yeah. 
And you like, want you want to go get those back and spend them because otherwise they will be empty souls for your memory. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's like it's like it turns like souls. It 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 gives them the potential to be like junk food. Yeah. Essentially, it's like oh those like souls that you lost like that were on your blizzard and they go away. Like those like didn't really go away. <laughs> they like they go into your arteries. Like <laughs> yeah 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 and like that sucks a lot. And, and that problem is only going to get worse. You know, we're already three years on and they've had a couple of they've had a couple of, you know, revisit kind of events, um, you know, before we're like, hey, let's all go play Dark Souls 2. I have right. no idea what the current kind of community is. I mostly relied on um, NPC uh, co-op stuff. I think I was mm-hmm. invaded by like invaded by like one dude. Um, but like, you know, as this game gets older and people move on just kind of naturally, um, yeah. Anything that limits your ability to connect with a dwindling crowd of people um, is going to kind of compound that loneliness problem. And yeah, that's it's definitely, uh, definitely a poor gets, you know, poor gets poorer situation. Yeah. And, and like, and, and that's something that is actually like kind of cool about Dark Souls 2, especially in Scholar, is how crowded some of those sessions can get. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is yeah. cool. That, 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 that part is cool. Yeah. Being able to kind of roll deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting to think about how it might um, impact just even PVE, you know? Yeah, which is all I care about, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it didn't impact me very much on uh, on this playthrough, um, but I can see that for sure. Yeah. Um, it's also kind of, like, fiddly in a way that I tend to ignore. Mm. You know, like, it just kind of, like, I just, I'm like, oh, I'm too, you know, I don't look at this because I don't want to pay that much attention to stats yeah. that doesn't mean that it's not impactful it just means that I, my eyes glaze, glaze over it which probably speaks against it you know yeah. like, like the fact that it is harder to understand than than i want it to do want it to be yeah. yeah i never like actually looked at the number per se but it was just a thing that was on my mind as like an awareness of it like just as a fact like yeah. oh lost those souls and it, like you know the, my first thought is it's okay you know the zen of dark souls you, just, you let them go they're, they're good and gone but then the second thought is well, fuck my, <laughs> that's my odometer, you know, like, yeah. those, those are miles. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like, oh, I can drive my car and, you know, listen to podcasts and not think about it. But then occasionally, like on a particularly hard stop, I will think, oh God, I am de- like, by using my brakes, I am destroying them. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, widely considered to be a misstep. There are like internet essays and stuff who, that talk about this from a PVP perspective yeah. and how this fucks things up. And even so much that the game um, kind of patched, like put in a bandaid for it. Yeah. Um, yeah they have that, that ring that, that you ring. can buy yeah. that eats your soul. So you don't, mm-hmm. um, that kind of, kind of fixes that, but they realized it was kind of a mistake, but they still hit that ring like partway through the game. It's kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, yeah. it probably would have been good just to be able to like flip it on or off. Yeah. Have, have mm-hmm. a Chris Vaughn warrior give it to you. Yeah, yeah. totally. Like, make it findable in, you know, it's in the basement of Majula. Yeah. yeah it's you like, know, well, like, you're going to lose them all anyway. So why don't you have this ring? They'll just eat them. <laughs> yeah. So that would have been a way better way to do it. Don't get addicted to the souls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, who's the, 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 um, the sorcerer who, who sells it? I think the uh, guy in Lost Bastille. Uh, Strayed. Uh, Strayed. Yeah. yeah. Strayed. I think Strayed's the one who sells it. The first person who, uh, there might be two of them in the game. But I think he's the first one who sells it, and that's too late. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not that late in the game, but it's too late for a mechanic like that, I think. Yeah. Um, so soul memory, correct me if I'm wrong, but like the primary goal of that seems to have been to reduce ganking, right. To so. make it, make it so that you would not have the dark souls one problem. 
of you know somebody who had end game level gear but a level one character going in and making life hell for people in the undead burg uh that was one of a couple of mechanics that they put in uh, in order to really de-emphasize invasion play and move more of it to these kind of sanctioned arenas right yes i believe that is the case that they put that in there as a measure to prevent uh you know high level equipment on low level characters and having bad invasions yeah um and i missed that i was uh, you know kind of looking at dark souls 2 again in the context like that is a cool thing about dark souls 1 and dark souls 3 is being invaded i know a lot of people that ruins their day but for me i'm like way down with it Mm. yeah um yeah something um so i don't know if this uh well i'll get i'll get to this a little bit later um no i'll get to it now fuck it um (laughs) so this is kind of before soul memory but when you're talking about the kind of weirdo outfits i want to take a moment and talk uh, we'll talk about specifics but i want to talk in general generally about how weird the bosses are (laughs) in this game and how there's a little bit of that like spirit of experimentation that i think is like sorely missing in dark souls 3 yeah um like this game got tons of flack for so many bosses just being like a dude with with you know a duel right like a guy with with a weapon. I don't see that, that happens a lot, <laughs> but well, so it happens right because yeah. there's tons of bosses, but there's so many like just weird things. Yeah, like there's so many like um, like royal rat authorities and even something shitty like you know like uh, prowling magus congregation, um, King Alva or uh, Alva's pet. Especially mm-hmm. I'm counting in the DLC right, so I'm I'm taking the game as a whole. Right, right, but if you look right. at it as a whole, there's so many weird bosses. Yeah. Um, these kind of experiments. Um, you know, you you end up with um even uh what's her head from uh, Sunken Crown, who's not a very good boss fight, but that summons another boss. Like <laughs> these are weird ideas. Like there's kind of an experimentation and strangeness to the armor sets, mechanics, and bosses of this game that I think is really worthwhile. Yeah. Or uh, arenas. Like you have something like the Lost Sinner, yes. uh, which uses darkness to, you know, to huge effect. Um, you know, that is mechanically a big deal in the original version, but like in Scholar with the updated lighting engine, um, that is a very difficult fight to do on the basic terms that it gives you, you know, yeah. by yeah. The fact that you, you know, it's, it's a little bit of this inversion of the old hero and demon souls where like, you know, you you are fighting a blind person in their elements in darkness. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really kind of neat and weird. And the, even the way you, uh, you fix that light, right? Like it's mm-hmm. tied to exploration at a different part of the level and the fact that you can do it without, without it. Right. You know, you end up with that, you end up with like the flexile sentries, like slowly flooding, uh, <laughs> basement. And then th- this, uh, in this case, like that actually affected me in this go round because I went there earlier than, you know, kind of made a beeline mm-hmm. for it. Um, in this game, like went there more or less right after I got my hexing stuff. So like that area was pretty hard and the boss was hard for the first time. You know, that boss is not generally very difficult, but playing as a caster without a shield, like just fighting from a distance, um, was tricky. And like that mobility really hurt me. And I'm like, wow, this is like, this is a cool, interesting (laughs) boss fight. Yeah. You know, like, and it's just kind of weird. Like they have those, those concepts Mm -hmm. behind them, which is something I always love about souls bosses, like a very, very strong thesis or hook, Mm -hmm. you know, to what they are. Yes. Um, and also like there are some that are just, uh, really well executed callbacks. I think, uh, you have, you know, Scorpionus Nachka being uh, a little bit of a a reprise of Quilog. Um, you know, you've got the Belfry Gargoyles, which is about as unsubtle as they come, (laughs) but, um, you know, uh, gives you that nostalgia hit by using the music, but it makes it more complicated. You're fighting what six of them instead of the two. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you have, you know, Fume Knight, which uh, along with like Sir Alon, basically look at the entire broom tower and like, hey, it wasn't Artor- wasn't Artorius cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely what Sir, Sir Alon is. Yeah. You know, Fume Knight feels pretty different than that to me. Mm. Um, you know, just because it is like it's all delayed hits and like these weird kind of like really, really learnable. Yeah. Uh, he's like so much slower, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's a slower but syncopated in a, in a yeah. way as opposed to being like dramatic movement. Yeah. And they, they even they do that in other ways where they kind of fail at it, but it's still interesting. So like even um, the uh, Blue Smelter, which everyone hates, and I don't like Blue <laughs> Smelter very much, but Blue Smelter um, has get like that. off that's, my show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I just said I don't like him. Is it because he's your fave? No. Are we going to no, get into bosses just, and you're like, Blue not... Smelter, Blue Smelter, Blue Smelter? <laughs> no, I just didn't <laughs> want to acknowledge that Blue Smelter existed. I hate the Smelter. Oh, they, they just don't I, like I, his, his centrist-leaning politics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the center smelter. Like, hey, why, uh, why can't we all get along? Yeah, he's, he's got the rights to the Beatles th- theme song for his uh, his radio show. You know, Sell the center smelter. <laughs> center smelter. Um, but even that has like they change up the timing on his hits. Yeah. So it's not exactly the same fight. Like he has these kind of delays that are, are you know, you have to kind of relearn or that kind of fuck with your perceptions. Like there's a lot of like creativity that goes into the bosses of this game that it doesn't get credit for. When everyone just like, oh, it's a dude in armor with a big weapon. Right. Yeah. Like those do happen, but mm-hmm. it's not yeah. nearly as much as, as people make out. And when they do happen, they're actually very good. Yeah. Like uh, Alon's very good. Like Velstat's very good. Dr- Old Dragon Slayer's very good. Like those are good fights. Yeah. Those are those are fun, well-balanced fights, I think. Yeah. And even some of the more minor fights that are large crowds of enemies, you know, uh, Vanguard, the Royal Rat, um, <laughs> or more specifically, uh, Skeleton Lord. Like I had a wonderful time fighting the Skeleton Lords this time. Um, just because of the way that the rhythm of that fight changes, depending on, you know, how quickly you take out the main dudes, you know, because they summon on death, like that changes the rhythm of the, you know, of those fights and makes them, you know, like, they're, like, they're not all, you know, club bangers, right. But sometimes you need something that varies it up. Skeleton mm-hmm. is very much a club banger. <laughs> skeleton club. Yeah. A skeleton, skeleton club. Yeah. I, good club. Um, you know, and even the, those, um, so those things too. So like skeleton lords, uh, you know, feel like a, a proper boss and that's a, that's a great boss and it's, it's really cool. Um, but some of those like minor bosses, like, like congregation, um, and I've said this a bunch of times too, but like if those didn't have boss title cards, no one would complain about them. Right. Like if you just walked into the basement and there was covetous demon and he was just an, an enemy you fought, like similar to the boar in dark souls one or any number of mini bosses, nobody would say like, Oh, the bot, there's too many bosses and they suck. They're too easy. It's just like, you know, dra- old Dragon Slayer or uh, Dragon Rider, rather, um, Covetous Demon, Prowling Magus. Those never should have been bosses. They shouldn't shouldn't have had title cards and no one would care. It's just people complain because of like an expectation that was set, I think. Yeah. For them. Yeah. I mean, and I could see that argument like by using the boss music sting and by using the title, you know, the title card for the bosses like that is that is a part of the design language that meant something different here. Mm hmm. Yeah, yep, yep, exactly. But mid bosses are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, those are those are all bosses that I even like generally don't dislike as most as much as most people. Yeah. Like they're too easy, but that it's rare that that ends up being something that destroys something for me. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll never be mad about like a boss that I just like ace in one try. Yeah. <laughs> That's that'll never upset me. Yeah. 
you know, especially if it's a, you know, we've, we've said this a couple of times, so I don't want to talk in circles. Um, if it's a, a playground for a new idea, I'm thinking specifically of a covetous demon because I straight up allowed myself to be eaten so I could, you know, so I could see, you know, maybe one last time, who knows, uh, the effect of having all my gear dropped off of me. <laughs> that happened to me in the wild and it was awesome. Nice. Like r- running around and trying to uh, put back on my clothes. Mm-hmm. It was like this awesome intersection of the menu system and like the story of what was happening to my dude <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> in the game. Like, I'm not saying that's the, everyone's normal experience. It's so easy to avoid that happening. Right, you know, like right. you happened to you on purpose. It happened to me because I'm a dipshit. And like, <laughs> it, it, it's, um, but it, it's such a cool thing when it happens. And again, that's very weird, right? Like uh-huh. the fact that Covis Demon de-equips your equipment. Like uh-huh. that's a weird intersection. Like those bosses, like even the shittiest ones have these cool ideas behind them yeah. that the game gets like no credit for. <laughs> like going back to it, that was the the main thing I like, I was just like, wow. Like, you know, even if the, you know, some of them are not great fights, but like very creative. Can you go back and give me that? Wow. With about 20% more walking. Uh, wow. Okay. Thank you. Uh- uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Old Ivory King. <laughs> Guys, you're, you're, you're kind of yeah. going at a little bit of a hairy carry there. Yeah, it helps if you wow, turn the word into two syllables. Wow. Wow. Uh, wow. Like a minor, wow. minor key. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'll, yeah. I just, <laughs> old, old, old Ivory King. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, speaking of that, I think that like if you take the DLC bosses kind of as, you know, a whole, there's like its own, you know, Dark Souls 2.5 kind of thing. That gives people a little bit more of what they wanted, right? I think that those are very well executed fights and some of the highest points in the game. Um, for for me, like oh, Sin, Alan, and Burn Ivory King. Um, mm. But it is you know it is much more in line with like the expectations from the Soul series. So I think that like there's that density that you want. It's just that like everything else in Dark Souls too, the boss the bosses kind of spread out and spread around. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah, um, let's talk about um, kind of like moving out from the bosses and moving into kind of encounter design and and how the the game deals with healing. Yes. How that kind of, those things uh, intersect. It is bonkers that you start with no Estus. And once you get your Estus flask for a good portion of the game, you only have one charge on it. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of uh, um, running back to the fire. Oh yeah, or uh, you know, sinking your souls into uh, into healing gems, right, or life yeah. gems. Yeah, and th- and that's what they want you to do. Yes, is uh, spend it on the life gems, and I think the reason why that doesn't bother me as a choice, whereas blood vials does, um, is because you just get so many more souls mm-hmm. uh, in this game. It's very easy to like level up and then have a couple thousand souls left over and just sink them into life gems. Yeah, and there there's my six life gems for this you know this stretch from bonfire to bonfire. Yeah. And once you're flush, you know, you can keep those life gems around. You know, I call them insurance policies, like mm-hmm. when I'm going into an encounter or like if I know I have a moment in a fight because you can you can crush those um, quicker than you can than, than you can uh, down down an Estus. Like if I know that I'll be able to dodge stuff, I just kind of keep that to give myself some regen as like an ambient thing, you know, as mm-hmm. a cost for like while the boss is resetting, I can't make a, I can't make a run for it and uh, get a hit in, but I will crush this so I can have it. I think that like those two systems actually interact with each other pretty well. Yeah. I, I like them. I like them a lot. I like the healing system in this game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel, uh, what, what, uh, what do you think, Randy? Like what, it, where, where do you fall on this? I don't want to talk. Over I, you. I, I think, it, I think it's great. I, I, I do agree that you don't have enough Estus early on. Like, mm-hmm. I think that is 
borderline criminal <laughs> because like it's just you know yeah you can, you can buy as many life gems as you want but i, I think there were like 300 a pop or whatever they can eat my entire ass like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i like i would rather spend those souls on like just having more life at, at that point it's just like early on it makes it rough I like it later when I can kind of like when there's like actually meaningful choice of like, oh, should I Estus here or should I life gem here? Like, I think it actually makes cool gameplay later. Early on, it's kind of like a, a struggle because they like give you like, you know, the tiny thimble of Estus. Yeah. Yeah. They give they give you the uh, the beer tasting. Yeah. The flight, <laughs> the, the flight of Solaire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I love the idea of the flight of Solaire. <laughs> the um, yeah. In the beginning, it's definitely a little bit trickier uh, because they're more scarce. Um, I think that like something kind of splitting the difference with the Estus, like I, I think that um, I like having shards as a meaningful thing to find. Um, but like maybe if you started with five, yeah, you know, and yeah. then moved up from there. So like the split between having, um, you know, being able to use the gems as, as a regen thing, like Cole said, is kind of like an advanced level technique, but having gems for between encounters and Estus during like yes. during tough encounters, yep. yeah. I think is a really cool way to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, one's it, cure light, one's cure moderate. Yeah, totally. You know, as as opposed to uh, you know, so having something that heals a lot quickly versus something that heals slow over time, like really informs that encounter design to be like much denser, much thicker, but you have more resources to get through it. And because you can warp bonfires, you don't have to do it more than once, really. Right. Um, yeah. You have to get through it. It's it's not Dark Souls one good, which is the perfect healing system. And Bloodborne would have been perfect if you replenished up to 20 on death. Right. right. Um, but this is, uh, it's still very good, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- yeah. I think it's really only a problem through like Forest of Fallen Giants and Hades. Like somewhere around there, I think you can, you pick up your your, your, your second of those. And like rolling with three Estus makes the difference for me. Um, fortunately, um, and I can only say this as an experienced player, those bosses are pretty easy. Uh, and you can also at least summon for the uh, for the for, 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 for the last giant. Um, but like Forest of Fallen Giants, I forgot how fucking long that area is. It's really <laughs> <Yeah>. big. <laughs> There's a lot to that as like this game's Berg equivalent. Yeah, it, it goes. It's 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 like the Berg with the parish. Yeah, like combined. Like it's a really big area. And yeah, I, sure. I think um, the way that it kind of. Like you go back to the forest of fallen giants at the end of the game. I think like, <laughs> I I think that thematically like works. Of course. Like oh, this giant big fuck off area, this big ass castle, it's broken twain. <laughs> you spend mm-hmm. your you spend two weeks there, and then you come back like at the end of your journey to kind of like remember it all literally and figuratively. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. super cool. And there are a lot of hidden like secrets. Like there's a lot of the hidden areas. You know, you can go. You know that that, that salamander pit. You know, yeah. things like that. There, there's, it's really, there's lots of depth yeah. Yeah, and the, to it, which the I first, really appreciate. When I, when I found out that you could, like, some of the doors that use the, the soldier key, when mm-hmm. I found out you could just punch them, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even though those salamanders can fuck off. I think those oh, yeah, never yeah, get yeah, fun yeah. to fight. Like, those are the no. hardest enemies in the game for me. <laughs> like, I, like, they're harder than any boss. Yeah. I don't and, like, that, that one sitting at the top of the tunnel, just like, <laughs> what uh, an asshole. Like, yeah. <laughs> just let me get this broken weapon in peace. Yeah, the uh, the two the two of them like, down at the pit, like finding those at the same time is just hell. Like honestly, I'm just going down there for the key at that point. Like it just, yeah, kill me. I just want. Oh yeah. no, soul memory. Oh, you know, right. so like yeah, it's, it, yeah, yeah. Like that's the, that's why soul memory sucks is because like you can't just like 
get pick up the key and then just like prostrate yourself in front of this your fire salamander <laughs> god. <laughs> Take me, I'm yours. T- t- teleport me home, Sally. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it just it, yeah, it makes you spend your souls on you, uh, as Lena Grass would say, useless trinkets because mm-hmm. you don't want to lose them and have them be junk souls. Oh yeah, yeah. or rubbish. No. You don't want to break that chest. Make it rubbish. Oh god, that <sighs> happened. That happened. That happened way too many times in this playthrough. Oh, that burned me. That burned me especially because of how dark it is. <laughs> I, lo- I lost the chest that had a dragon bone and a twinkling titanite in it. Oh god. No. Oh no. I was mad for like 10 minutes. Uh, 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 and then you, you like, okay, well, like I know I can ascetic to get that back, but am I going to remember to do that after I beat the boss? Yeah. And also like with scholar, like they, they made so many ways to get more of those things. Yeah. yeah. And also I'm not using anything other than my, 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 my baby cestuses because they're the bestuses. <laughs> <laughs> did you, uh, did you uh, infuse those differently? Like, did you have like, uh, l- let me introduce you to fire and ice. Um, I thought about doing some poison ones in case I got invaded. Okay. Just this like nice little like fuck you. Oh, you would have like you a know, brass knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> those things that L one hits really fast and yeah. and it staggers. Mm-hmm. And if you yeah, if you're poison infused, it'll it'll poison you real bad. Yeah, yeah. But for PVE, I, I just kept them plain. Yeah. Not yeah. not too fancy. <laughs> yeah. That L one hitting really fast is the only way you can do a dual uh, fist weapons build of Dark Souls one. Yeah. You know, you're so much less mobile and you don't. Um, you don't have this kind of expanded moveset with dual building. So you end up using that L1 instead of, uh, you know, whenever anyone's about to hit you, like it turns dark yeah. souls one into this very weird kind of rhythm game of like counter punches, super punch out style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, yeah. I, I, I'd say that's still true in dark souls too. It, it, it feels different. It's like punch, 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 dodge, punch, punch, dodge, punch, 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 dodge. <laughs> it's, I, I, I yeah. enjoy it. A little, and then there's that really, yeah, that really silly L2 one where you just do that like Zangief move and just spin in place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then you can get the uh, the the kung fu, the bone uh, fist, the bone fist, which is just like, come on, that's so cool. <laughs> like the the like hiding that entire move set, like yeah, uh, that's yeah, super yeah. cool. Um, yeah, I'm hoping yeah, so I'm like, hoping to get that my, on this playthrough. Yeah, it makes me want to hack and just. I want to start the game with dual wielding bone fist and do the whole game that way. Yeah, yeah. like I know it would be too powerful, but like, yeah, use a trainer just to like see what the game is like. Um, The game is generally good about allowing you to kind of let's let's talk about that a little bit. We talked about the world already, but that's uh, that's something that's worth noting is how nonlinear the world is. Like this kind of Mm -hmm. um, hub and spoke uh, structure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not quite as like. It's not nearly as good as Dark Souls 1 as far as world design, right. but you do have a lot of freedom in what order you do things, Yeah, which is something that the, the series would give up. Like, that's only kind of true in Bloodborne and not true at all in Dark Souls 3. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dark, Dark so Souls I, 2 has that Demon Souls ethic of, like, yep. you, can choose your, uh, you can choose your path, you know, after a certain point based on what kind of build you have and what kind of rewards you want to go after, you know, once yes. you're aware of that. Yeah. Which Dark and Souls 1 did as well. Um, yeah. And it definitely uh, services the play style of go down a spoke until you can't, and then just go down a different spoke. Oh my and that's like, that is the path of leaf resist- resistance for that game. And it makes it so much easier than to just force yourself down one spoke at a time. Yeah. Uh, I ended up doing that a lot this time because <laughs> I had forgotten how hard Scholar is um, and playing as a caster. Um, I just hadn't worked under those limitations before. So it definitely was just kind of like feeling around for the edges, stopping when I met too much resistance and going back and realizing this thing that I couldn't surmount before, all of a sudden it's easy. Um, it yeah. made for a pretty good experience as opposed to, you know, like the last time I played this, it was 
section by section in order to prepare for the show. And that's like kind of unnatural for it. But like following your nose, um, Dark Souls 2 makes that very easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's also makes um, kind of making a run for a weapon you want on repeated playthroughs really doable. You know, so like if there's a weapon you want, even if it's somewhere that's a huge pain to get to, um, like even if it's something like uh, that's going to be in the Iron Keep, right? Like I want to play through the whole game with a Jester set. Like you can make that happen. You might have to do a lot of suicide runs. You're going to have to beat the Skeleton Kings. You're going to have to beat some some shit, right? Like you're going to have to beat uh, Mitha. It's going to be hard, but you can make Mm -hmm. it happen. Yeah. And then play through most of the game with the thing you want. So like you can't get the uh, the Bone Fist, uh, which is a bummer because it's so deep in the game. But there's a lot of things you can go after. Yeah. Yeah. um, Very early on, like as you know, doing this hex build, like playing a hex build from the beginning, kind of you have to kind of break the game in a weird way. Mm -hmm. You know, like the 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 way that I do it is the same route that speedrunners did it when that was the the premier speedrun. You know, going and punching uh, Lysia, uh, Lydia, Lydia, um, off the off the cliff of Hades, which means fighting the the dragon uh, dragon rider first. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of doing these things like really really early, and you can get like hexing equipment right off the bat. Yeah, more or less. Um, yeah. and it's it does that kind of really valuable thing that Dark Souls One does of like recontextualizing the game. Like, you know, fighting the uh, the last giant um, as a hexer is way different than fighting the last giant as a as a melee character. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm into love it. that. Yeah. yeah. You know, just as a function of like Dark Souls 2 being this big open thing, um, it was startling to go back to it and realize how how different it is compared to the stuff that came afterward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Works. Works for works for me. Mm-hmm. Like very, very well. Yeah. Um, back to the healing thing a little bit, something that plays into the world structure is, you know, something we kind of beat to death during the season, but again, was hammered home as a, as a difference is how the bonfire rhythm, um, is so much more fast and furious than it, you know, has been, you know, in other entries. The fact that this is set up as this series of sprints because of the introduction of, uh, teleporting from anywhere. Mm. Yeah. Which... We at least can, you know, even people who don't like this can agree that teleporting from anywhere is better than only being able to teleport from the hub. Right. Uh, which is excruciating. Yeah. Um, it adds a bunch of uh, load time. Being able to just kind of zip around is really nice. Um, but it does it does really change um, kind of that rhythm. Like you said, there are more bonfires, um, definitely more than Bloodborne, um, more than Dark Souls 3, even though Dark Souls 3 has a lot of bonfires as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think the reason why Dark Souls 3 is so dense with them in part is because the healing system is kind of... In some ways, like it's Dark Souls, it's Dark Souls 2 without healing gems. Mm-hmm. You know, you start out with a very few, you know, very small amount of Estus uh, and then nothing to kind of supplement it. So it still has but that density yeah. of encounter design. But, but it did that weird thing where like every once in a while you'd get like an Estus charge back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like getting no, humanities in Dark Souls 1. Yeah. Yeah. This strange little thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of just like that uh, mystery of mana from heaven or health from heaven. Mm-hmm. HP from heaven um, as like a vagary as an unexplained vagary of the way the, uh, the multiplayer system works. Um, there is kind of like a weird mechanic that like, I can't, I don't feel like it adds that much to this. Um, no, where the game is, there is like a poor gets poorer mechanic as you lose health um, a little bit as you, uh, as you die repeatedly um, because you have this curse, it's kind of shades of demon souls. Yep. Um, and the way to think about it is the same. The way to get around it is the same way you have to think about it with demon souls, right? Like, being at full health as a buff, not 
and you know not being at full health is not a detriment. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's very similar in that respect. And and items to give you back to your humanity are more frequent than they are in Demon Souls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's easier to do that, but it's still kind of a bummer. This kind of progressive curse thing that happens as your your maximum health goes down and down and down. Into ended up like for me on this playthrough becoming more of a chore than anything else. Yeah. Like just I would be like, why am I? Like this shouldn't be that hard. And then I would like look up and it'd be like, oh, I'm at like 40% health. Like I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also like that played into the sin system, which is something that hasn't really been a factor. Um, a, you know, a good amount. Like if you are being a bad boy, uh, you you know, you you will go into further and further depths of uh, you know, of uh, of curse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, something about this that did end up working for me. I, I agree that it's kind of a chore. Um, I don't like using my co-op items. Uh, in order to uh, in order to restore myself back to maximum health um, that like that seems like a like a weird uh, waste of them to me a little bit. Um, and also you can be invaded by NPCs uh, while you're while, <laughs> while you're hollow. So yep. that's weird. Um, Remembering that was a, a that was a day. Yeah. Well, in Scholar, it's such a thing because like, hey, here's the forlorn to fuck with your run. <laughs> yeah, the Forlorner, that's that's a weird addition that I'm not super into. Yeah. I was like kind of jazzed about it at the, at the first time, you know, when we covered it back for the show. Uh but this time, mm, no. Uh not 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 crazy about it. But uh it was in Drang Lake. Uh when you get to the acid pit, you know, where all that stuff is. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll just unequip everything. You know, I, I remember what goes mm-hmm. where, that's yep. fine. And I had forgotten that I was about as hollow as I could be. And it actually kind of like freaked me out a little bit. I wasn't like, you know, crying and sobbing in the corner or anything. I didn't run away from my TV, but it was this unsettling effect that I was like, oh yeah, that's what's going on under my armor. Um, yeah, that's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's a weird, a weird little mechanic and, and Dark Souls 2 deals kind of more generally with the, the effects of, of the curse, especially once you get into the DLC and the kind of the reward of the crowns and the like, yeah. um, ends up kind of being part of it. And it's kind of a missed opportunity. Uh, in general, because it's it permeates it, but you're you're likely unlikely to to spend too much time thinking about it as you go through, mm-hmm. and subverting it as end game and DLC reward. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but like having that kind of progressive curse with the best will in the world, keeping in mind they don't like it. But if I had to play devil's advocate, it would be to kind of underline that theme. Yeah, yeah. Um, you yeah. know, if everyone is degrading as they go through, people are losing their minds, losing their bodies, like. You know, so thematically, I think it kind of works. It's just not yeah. great mechanically. Yeah, yep. I, I'm way into it um, thematically. Mechanically, yeah. I don't know. I, I could I could have gone for my appearance degrading as I go along. Like, give me Batman's cape. Uh, and yeah, like Dark Souls 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the, 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 the HP thing, uh, I understand that it was the best intentions. And I'm not, for some reason, it bothers me more than it does in Demon's Souls, probably for Randy's, you know, um, soul memory reason. Actually, yes, it would just, <laughs> it's just, I, I, I take all responsibility for hating soul memory. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, it's uh it's it's something that adds cost to a thing that, like, in the broader yes. sense of things, I would prefer not have that much of a cost. Yeah, you know? it seems. Yeah, it seemed to me to go kind of slightly against like the ethos of like the mechanical ethos of Dark Souls of like souls are are transient, but they're not. Like, you, yeah, you, you, you get scarred up from all the souls you've lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's not something I love. Yeah, um, like the way I played it ended up being, like I said, primarily a uh, a nuisance more than anything, but only because of the way I play. Yeah, not yeah. because of any objective thing about it. Yeah, um, I usually was drowning in those humanity things, but I also like was finding you know like poking every corner. Like they yeah. use those as rewards yeah. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and the forlorn do give you one. You know when you when you, yeah when you get them. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, let's um, let's talk about um, well the biggest thing real quick the forlorn the biggest thing about that uh, maybe it'd be a good time to talk about scholar yeah um, no, no. kind of transition that but like the biggest thing with the forlorn that bothered me is that their placement um, tends to be kind of in the most like fuck you spots <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. like it's always while I'm dealing with something else at the same time yeah. and that's like kind of a bummer like they actually appear kind of right on top of you mm-hmm. as opposed to a lot of other NPC uh, ads which we'll we'll get into in the DLC. Um, that tend to be a little bit more playful or at least appear like a distance away from you mm-hmm. and give you time to kind of like gird yourself. But a lot of times when the uh, the Forlorn came in and this thing, I was already dealing with something that was frustrating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How about that Forlorn at the second bonfire and Shrine of Amana? Fuck you. Yeah, that one, that's <laughs> very, very frustrating. Yeah. Um, that's already a hard enough area. Yeah. Uh, yeah, n- not a n- not not a big fan of that, especially compared to the additional NPCs that they give you both for invasions, but also for co-op. Like, uh, you know, does you have this motley crew of characters who will either harass you all the way through or, you know, be your stalwart companions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, I just like that uh, gesture. Thomas uh, keeps coming back. Yeah, that, that's great. Yeah. Like Gesture Thomas or all those like gimmick uh, NPC yeah. invasions during the DLC is super fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I tell you, so uh, Dennis told the story on, uh, on, on, on the level, but um, he was playing uh, Dark Souls 2. Um, I was a scholar for the first time. And I think he was streaming it or something. And he thought someone was fucking with him. By, mm. by by like invading like oh somebody somebody who was watching had named themselves had named himself armorer dennis and <laughs> kept on invading him and uh like it, you know he wasn't paying that much attention to chat he didn't realize it, MP, it was an npc <laughs> uh i literally had that exact same experience oh wait is there you, uh, thought, it was, you're, you thought it was a person or you you thought it was i a... thought i thought I, I didn't realize armor dennis was a npc i looked it up later and i was like oh okay that makes sense but like <laughs> you know soldiers rest in uh forest fallen giants who is this one asshole who keeps invading me and the, the reason i thought it was a person is because earlier i was getting repeatedly invaded by the same player mm-hmm. so i thought it was just a different one and i was like this is when I got really upset about soul memory. I'm like, okay, the soul memory just fucked me and put me in a little one, like a, like a stall, a bathroom stall with these two assholes. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But it was, yeah, I, I found out later. Yeah. It's like, oh yes. Armor Dennis. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not, he's not real boyo. <laughs> and then I went back. I, I just left him behind and I came back later a little stronger and just, you know, punched him in the face until he fell over. So yeah, that felt pretty good. Um, scholar of the first sin though, I, you know, I, I also think it is generally, you know, a large force for good aside from how frustrating it is to, uh, you know, how frustrating it was for coverage on the show. The fact that we have this season that is kind of, irrelevant. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it is tuned to be a little bit more difficult. And I think that maybe some of the, maybe some of the more blatant fuck you, um, that we kind of decry later on in the series was kind of nascent at this point. Um, you know, for, for that rewrite. Mm. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple encounters that I feel like are, are on the, the side of hateful that I dislike, you know, specifically like hiding the DLC behind those two, those two salamanders, things like that. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot of it though. I think there's less of it than there is in, in Bloodborne and no. stuff. So maybe it's just kind of, just kind of beginning. Um, but I think it's kind of milder Yeah. yeah. Uh, in general. And even the DLCs, which are a little bit harder, like none of the encounters feel that kind of like, just like absolute hateful, yeah. You know, like three, you know, 300 
fight. <laughs> like, what am I even supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. You know, outside I mean, of bosses, like yeah, the double yeah. ABBA fight, the double ABBA fight, you yeah, shouldn't the, have to but do. Like, the, like those challenge fights, one of which is literally, hey, here are three incredibly tough NPCs. Yeah, the gang squad. Yeah. <laughs> which, like, gang squad sucks. Like, that's a terrible boss. Yeah. You know, but it's like, it's also, you know, again, it, it feels like something that the game, the series would just kind of incorporate outside of bosses later. Yeah. You know, in a way that is is also frustrating. Yeah. You know, if not equally so. Yeah. Um. um no. We 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 really heaped a lot of praise on the DLC. Um. And I'm happy to be able to say that like all of that holds true. Yeah. The DLCs are still super fun. Yeah. Um. You you played those right, Randy? Like I know. Yeah. You're... I, I, I. You know, my experience with them is, is kind of limited because like they are. I mean, they are good. Like, but they are also really hard. Yeah. Like compared to like the rest of the game. And there are parts of uh like that there are rooms in those like there's like rooms in Broom Tower that are they seem like they're there not to be complete not to be like passed mm-hmm. you know like rooms with like four or five uh, Ashen Knights and that big uh, iron flamey dude the, the lava shoulders yep <laughs> yeah like, rooms right. like that where it's like the only way out is a lever that takes two weeks to flip oh yeah. So it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do here? I mean, granted, I understand. I, I went into it this time understanding that I was kind of using a build that was not perfect for every situation. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there are enemies There are enemies in this game that you cannot hit with dual cestus because of the way that, like, their hitboxes and stuff. Oh, jeez. Like, like, there are enemies that, like, you, you'll get behind them, behind their legs, and you'll swing, and you'll miss. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, I understand. I was making I was making the game more difficult for myself, but uh, yeah. it was. Well, still, uh, you, it was should, you know, if we're gonna talk about the build variety, you should still be able yeah. to use a variety of builds. Yeah, like yeah. I think that those those things, those sections, um, like that section specifically in Iron King and a couple sections of Ivory King, that are really uh, frustrating. Um, one of the things I think about it uh, with is that I ended up like sniping as much of that as I could, um, in advance. Yeah. Like if you're playing, if you're not doing any kind of ranged. Uh, weaponry yeah. that is very difficult yes um and i think the yeah, game that, uh starting with um sunken king which like right in the first kind of around the first bend they give you that plus seven bow like right. you know they're you, you needed to solve yes. puzzles in sunken king yeah um, i think like it was but, a, uh, an admission on their part yeah. yeah yeah i think that they want you to be able they wanted to design some rooms yeah. and stuff that you you would need that for not necessarily excusing it like it's still a bummer yeah um yeah. but it doesn't you know it doesn't bother me as much because they do give you the tools to uh not only uh, uh to surpass it but also to respec so you can surpass it so you can do decent damage with yeah. this mid yeah. to late game weapon they give you yeah and i ended up you know passing like some of that stuff with by by uh using range and stuff like i wasn't like super strict on my build it was just like i like i like these are all my, these are all the only weapons that i have upgraded oh, I, yeah, I put yeah, all my yeah. souls into this you know it's like it, <laughs> it was just it, it was more like disheartening than like uh, upsetting or angering or anything it was just kind of like oh man I, I have to go back to town and get like a, a sword that like can do something and pump it up a little bit so it doesn't you know tickle the enemies and stuff yeah yeah mm-hmm. but yeah yeah um, um but yeah i just uh going back through shelva um my estimation of the I, I, i've always really liked that area but like i think that that is pretty high up there in terms of overall souls areas for me yeah. Um, you mm-hmm. know, Shelva and then the, the ziggurat, uh, in the middle of it, uh, yeah. whose name I can never remember <laughs> what dragon's rest or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. All three Sin's of them house. are really excellent. Yes. Yeah, Sin, whose house? <laughs> Sin's house. Um, yeah, like all three of the, the DLCs are excellent and are, you know, among the best they've done in yeah. the series, right? Like yeah. they're up there to me with like hunters, hunters dream, like, 
you know, or the old hunters rather like mm -hmm. they're very, yes. very good. Um, the, I mean, my ivory King's my favorite out of them, but I like all oh, yeah. three of them very much. Mm -hmm. Um, like I, yeah. It, so, yeah, they're all like, they, they all feel really unique. They all feel like their own, like they feel like almost like little like, like D and D not modules. Yeah. You know, each one just like, it's like, Oh, here's a little adventure for characters, you know, 12 to 15. And like we've, you know, we, we heaped a lot of praise on the uh, on, on the themes, the fact that they were all um, kind of these additional explore explorations of failed kingdoms, you know, which we saw yep. a lot of in the, you know, yeah. in, in the base game, but looked at these other daughters of Manus uh, that were kind of these manifestations of different, uh, you know, of different emotions. Right. I think that that um, gets a huge thumbs up for the way that it's you know, carried about because only one of them, you know, is, 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 is an angry lady who fights you with a scythe, <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the other ones end up working, working their way in, um, as kind of accessories to the disaster, as opposed to the primary agents of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's very cool and very evocative, right? Like this idea of Manus, this boss that has me, that's the way you do a sequel. You take mm -hmm. this boss that has like this meaning in the first one. And rather than just presenting them rote, you know, AKA the dark souls three thing, they, they take it and they kind of like take a logical extension, mm -hmm. right? Like something that evokes Manus that kind of plays with those ideas without just literally being Manus with Manus's music again, <laughs> you know, which, and I'm really glad they, you know, they didn't do that again. You can argue how successful it was, like whether they quite did enough right. with this daughters of Manus, like whether that, uh, the meaning was really kind of locked down for that, but it's a really, really like, I'm very sympathetic. And I think it's a very cool way to do it. Or kind of approach for it. Yeah. Um, we should get into our uh, our, our souls agories. We 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 generally uh, so Randy we let the guests go first. Gary, last time I went first. Um, mm -hmm. not, not first, I went second. Um, and I, I think I swooped some of yours, so I will go third, um, in our, in our rounds yeah. here this time. And I, I, I made more answers than were asked for just in case there were duplicates. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like prom, <laughs> dress. It's like prom dresses you bring too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So yes, do the dress. <laughs> um, yeah. So what, uh, what do you think, uh, Randy, for your favorite area or best area? <sighs> Does Majula count? Yeah. Yeah. Majula totally counts. It's on the okay. areas for reference section of the notes. <laughs> oh, it's, that is true. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, it's, it's, yes. It's just Majula. Like it, 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 Majula is Dark Souls too in so many ways. Yeah. You know, thematically, it, it, it is like about you know this like little uh, like beacon of light in this you know lake of darkness, mm -hmm. and it's, it's all about bringing these people together and like finding hope. You know, like like. You know, the game isn't necessarily hopeful in a default reading, mm -hmm. but it is definitely about hope. Yeah. And I, mm -hmm. I feel like Majula is definitely like a, a, a tangible because of, of the, you know, mechanical reasons of like, you know, you level up there, you can uh, fill it with people and stuff like, you know, like it is a tangible uh, allusion to that theme yeah. in a way that is, uh, it, it, it resonates like a great deal with me. Yeah. You're collecting these other, you know, either inhabitants or heroes who have lost their identity or lost their purpose 
you know, because of the progression of the curse, and you have given them kind of a new charge in a new place. You've created, you know, even even if it is an overall hopeful game, uh, you are creating a pocket of hope. Yes, you know, here in this kind of idyllic place, it's about holding on in the face of you know, to use a a term the game uses adversity and misery. You know, seek misery. Yeah. Mm Hmm. Yeah, yeah, Majul is great. Like it is on my my short list as well. Um, definitely my favorite hub, my favorite musical theme for a hub, mm-hmm. um, by quite a bit actually. Like the the Pavlovian like relaxation uh, endorphin those release. Chimes. Those chimes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's so good. You know, in a way that just makes me feel comfortable that I don't feel going back to anywhere other than Firelink. Mm-hmm. You know, like that fucking Hunter's Nightmare theme is so haunting and terrible. Like there's, you know, almost no, there's none of that sense. Of, and it's not trying to, right? Like I get that, but yeah. it's uh it really works for me Yeah. Um, as a, as a function. Um, I'm going to go for my uh, best. I'm going to do Frozen Ellie Mlois. Hmm. Um, it feels a little cheesy doing a DLC. Um, and it's not the one that Cole would have expected because I do really, really love the one Cole would have expected. Um, <laughs> but as far as just because of gameplay, Right. So like, yeah. it's not just the best for flavor. I think it's also, I mean, it is, it is really great for flavor, right? Like, um, but the, so the feeling when I first like rounded that corner, saw the gigantic ice, uh, kind of tendrils, uh, you know, yeah. around this castle and it was like, Oh, that looks like the bed of chaos. Like, <laughs> and then the way that articulates, um, is textbook what I want from a relationship between dark souls one and a sequel. You know, like it, it's it's doing something kind of different and never quite just like presents like, here's the thing you remember. Here's the thing. And here's the music for the thing. It's like, hey, this is what happened. But so much time has passed. It's totally unrecognizable. They're just these little hints mm-hmm. of it. Um, I love uh, uh, that daughter. Um, it's not L, Who's that daughter of chaos? It's not E. Boy, it's like the, the name is escaping me. So I <laughs> you have to forgive me. There's lots of names in these games. Um, that daughter of chaos as being like legitimately like a good person right you know like is, is such a cool uh kind of subversion and then the end boss fight like so alva is awesome like that's a great boss fight um really really cool fighting this crazy ice tiger yeah. uh but then you get to the the uh the ivory king and the ivory king is so good oh my god like that is the, the series has never done anything like that and it just feels so like awesome and metal like going into the heart of you know chaos with like this crew you know group of warriors like it's this weird kind of epic feel that if the game did it all the time it would suck yeah, it would be yeah. it would be God of War. It's only good because it stands in contrast to everything the series does. You know, it's it sticks out in such a good way. Um, yeah, and if Cole doesn't pick my my secondary, I'll 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 say what it is just so everyone knows. Then I mean, it, it might so. it might need to be an an honorable mention because my favorite, like the one that I picked here, um, is not um, Aldia's Keep. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually going back through, um, the Scholar revision made Drang like kind of great. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and you know like I, I don't i feel kind of weird giving like a most improved kind of version to this but like in the original one it was kind of empty it was a little bit underwhelming um but in the in, in in the revision i think they made it like a proper um kind of climax slash anticlimax you know you're still there you're still meeting nashandra um and you are still you know fighting the mirror knight and beginning kind of the final leg of your of your quest, you know, everything is narrowing down, but they added, um, so much in the way of, you know, enemy variety, unexpected enemies. Uh, they really lean into the statues that unfreeze, um, and come after you. Um, and they added in just enough, uh, in the way of, 
in, in, in the way of invasions, you know, with the, with the nameless usurper and things like that to really bring a lot of, um, a lot of variety to it, to something that was already incredibly, um, you know, narratively important, right. You know, Nashandra mm-hmm. is the main mover and shaker of this and kind of seeing, you know, these monuments to her and the, de- you know, the desolation on top of it. Like, um, I, I really think that like that, that stands out in retrospect in a way that like I had no way of remembering it. Um, yeah. you know, I think the that, double pursuers in the throne room Yep, thing. That's so cool. Yeah. And yeah. so, and so I think that like, yeah, that like that, 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 that kind of has to go, go for it for me. Um, just because it is very, you know, kind of like relevant to the main thrust of it. Um, not to say that Aldia's keep is not, um, but, um, and I don't know. I, I think that I picked a, I picked a safety, uh, we should talk oh, about, yeah. Aldia. we should, we should talk a little bit about Aldia's keep. Just, yeah. Just a tiny little bit of like. You know, I'm I'm never gonna not like a mad scientist, right? Right. <laughs> in your layer, and this is this is the first one of those. Like, there's elements of that yeah. in Latria, but like, mm-hmm. you've been seeing all these kind of weird chimera and stuff throughout the game, yeah. uh, and then you get to uh, this place where they're like literally just doing dark science. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I love that. I just love it so much. If it was a stronger cool. area, if it was less of a hallway, if it had a cooler boss at the end, even though the boss ends up making sense for what Aldia's aims are. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and this is where Aldia lives. Aldia is a great NPC. Yeah. It's one of my favorite voice performances um, in the game. Um, the uh, Aldia's Keep is so good. Like, these people just kind of bent over benches doing this, this these terrible kind of crimes. You know, it feels <laughs> alive and, and active in a way that, like, whenever that happens in a Souls area, we, we call it out because it's very cool. Yes. Yeah. Evil is happening here. It's not evil has happened here. <laughs> For sure. Um, Randy, what do you got for what's your least favorite area in this game? Um, I'm going to say Harvest Valley. Hmm. Ah, Jesus scooped me. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I can go with my, my second. No, no, you're, you're 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 going first. I can I can I can scramble because you don't like mine. their salad dressing. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about that until now. Joke. <laughs> Joke.com. I just really hate poison areas just like areas that are by default like attacks on you yeah mm. it just like it, it it punishes not punishes but it, it discourages exploration in a way that like like I, when i play these games for the first time i like to go really slow like you know kind of just like from like toe to tip just clear it out and like mm. Harsh Valley is just like it like it, it makes that like a chore that like it makes the fun part about dark souls the equivalent of like tensing a muscle and holding it yeah and it just it 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 bums me out a lot like it's not necessarily all that hard i thought it, it though it's, it seems a little rougher in the scholar edition but uh man it's just like oh it's just like such a bummer it, it bums me out just to think about it yeah. in a game that like makes me super happy and like you know like in a game that like i said before is like kind of like about hope and stuff just like there's nothing hopeful about harvest valley <laughs> there's nothing yeah. good there it's yes. bad place fueling <laughs> bad habits and like you know bad business just like bad monarchs doing bad things yeah <laughs> no and they, and they and then they put sorceresses in there <laughs> like just yeah, just as an extra like yeah. yeah they took a dump on the fart you know it's like expression um yeah i, I don't I don't actually mind harvest valley that much not enough to argue i'm never gonna defend it yeah yeah but yeah, it, no. it wasn't in my my tight three it, it does kind of feel like a cop out but it's just like every time like the first time I played the game, like that was like a big roadblock and not because of difficulty. I just like, I didn't want to go back to it. It was just like, mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't want to do this. I just don't, I hate this. I hate this yeah. so much. Yeah. On one hand, thankfully it's short. 
Um, yes. On the other hand, it is so short and so kind of monotone that it feels it feels like a vestibule. <laughs> like I don't know, like the what it accomplishes is showing me how cool this gigantic windmill is, uh, and it it plays into uh, it plays into Mythos story a little bit. Um, yeah, which I think is which 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 I think is cool and good. But yeah, I just. There, there was probably a better way to execute it. I don't think either version hit it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, it's not, a, it's not a favorite of mine by any means. Like, I think, and it's also home to one of the like most frustrating like lore and consistency things is why there's that altar to the sun, yeah, Solaire statue just outside there, you know, in this area. It just makes no sense, and I've never been able to square that circle. And like, you know, that does feel arbitrary and shitty. Like I, I think I think like yeah like that shrine that would have worked better for me if it was like off somewhere in in a pile of other garbage. It's like yeah. it's like oh this this is something that they dug up while they were harvesting all the the gas or whatever the the poison stuff. And it's like oh we found this statue of like this dumbass with a spear, whatever. Yeah. Throw it in the pile. <laughs> Put it in the but gutter. Then, yeah, yeah. And, oh man, that would have been so great. Like if it's like down at the bottom of the pit. Yeah, that would have been super but, cool. I was thinking about that when I was when I was looking at these areas, like looked at a big list of the areas and was like, what do I think of this? Uh, I was thinking about how annoying that thing was. And that's where I would have put it. Yeah. Oh. The, the, the problem with the pit is like, there's good stuff down there. That's the mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like that, that happy bug that heals your, uh, the, like fixes your equipment or whatever heals poison. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's... weird stuff. Dark Souls 2 <laughs> is really good at weird stuff, man. Yeah. Um, man, Scorpion Tark talks to you. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so my, my least favorite area, and this is like also feels like mildly like a cop out because like the real, I mean, I didn't want to say like Belfry soul, right? Because like, that's a non area. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you don't spend any time there. It's shitty. It's just like a little PVP realm that duplicates another PVP realm, like pretty bad. Um, I'm going to give it to the entirety of the areas you go into when you go dark diving. God damn it. Both of you fucking scooped me. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. you, you, you mean, you mean version 1.0 of chalices, Gary? Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Like it's the first time I went down there. Right. Like I was like this undeniably, I think looks kind of cool. Uh-huh. Like it's yeah. like darker than dark, blacker than black. Like this is the, you know, this is very intimidating. <laughs> um, the play down here is very frustrating though. Yeah. Uh, to me and the, uh, the actual level design, um, it's very frustrating that you have to kind of kill everything as you move through. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just so many like pits, and things that you can you can run into, you know, you fall off of when you fight. You're just fighting like, you know, giant havels with two clubs instead of one. Like mm-hmm. it's unimaginative what you fight. And it's frustrating because it stands in the way of like one of the strongest boss fights in the game. Yeah. So in a way, the reason when you say chalice is 2.0, that's the thing that makes it most chalicey to me is that stopping people from fighting Dark Lurker. Mm-hmm. The same way the chalices stop people from fighting uh Yarnum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dark Lurker is really good. Like that is a very good boss fight. Like it is, it is one of my favorites in the series. And like you have to go through some dumb, dumb bullshit, let alone finding the bullshit, like, you know, <laughs> finding the hidden passages in each level, like which some of them are hidden in like a pretty obnoxious way. Um, you know, as much as I want to like Grandal and I like this idea of people who like kind of plumb these depths, it mm-hmm. is too chalicey and the levels are too shittily designed. Yeah. Um, I just uh, all of that. Yes. Um, and also like it, it kind of doesn't make uh, as much as as it could out of like hey you're in the abyss again like this yeah this that like that like this is like the literal worst thing in this world and you're it's just kinda, you're phantoms. just kind of hand down yeah yeah <laughs> is sometimes there's havel phantoms that's as bad as it can literally get is uh you know uh jeremiah oops, oops, all, havels. Jer- 
<laughs> yeah, oops, all Havels, some Jeremiah's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and since both of you did mine, I don't have enough, like, yay to talk about um, any particular area. Maybe Doors of Pharos, but that plays into one of my, like, things that are great in this uh, mm. kind of thing. So, meh. Doors of Pharos is a good answer because it's a worse version of the other PvP playground. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, it, it is it is a wor- like a strictly worse version than um, Grave Gra- of the Saints. Yeah, Grave of Saints. But, like, yeah. I think it, I, <laughs> even then, I, I think it's kind of pretty. Um, yeah. And, I, yeah. And, and I like the I like the dwarves that are down there. Um, yeah, dwarves are good. Yeah. So it's hard for me. Like, like, like that. That is the only other area that I could say is like that. That, that just gets as close to being as like unenjoyable as those other ones for me. So we scooped both yeah. ears. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that also yeah goes towards why I hate Harvest Valley so much. It is ugly as sin. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, what? What was that? Which thing? Did you say you hate Har- Randy? I- Har- oh, Harvest Valley. Valley. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a, uh, it's aesthetically, yeah, it's pretty unpleasing. Yeah. I couldn't yeah, tell you actually. Like, oh, good. It's just ugly. It's just, it's just ugly. Yeah. I, I couldn't yeah. tell if you actually couldn't hear him or if you were setting up a joke about salad dressing <laughs> yeah. again. Me oh, no. that, that was pretty good. I, <laughs> I, I would have liked to have done that. Uh, unfortunately, I just couldn't hear you. So, I'm sorry. however, salad dressing. Yeah. Um, salad dressing is pretty great. That, that that's my actually I take a bet. That's my favorite area of Dark Souls is salad dressing. <laughs> salad dressing. Yeah. Salad dressing yeah. is extremely good. The uh, the uh, yeah. Well, so um, if you like the show, you can support us on uh, Patreon. The um, <laughs> yeah, Randy. Uh, what is your what is your favorite boss in Dark Souls Two? Okay. Um, uh, I am going to say the Pursuer, hmm. but I am including like all the times you fight him, if that's okay. Yeah. Yes, that's a good that's a good answer. Like yeah. by himself, he's he's great, but like the fact that he actually does what his name says he does <laughs> makes him so good. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. yeah, how he how he pops up in different boss arenas. Yeah, it's such a, like a oh fuck moment. Like I'm like yeah. going on this little like especially in, like Lost Bastille is kind of like where his that's where he goes, which makes sense thematically. Uh huh. Um, it's just uh he just keeps popping up in like the weirdest and the worst spaces like that courtyard with all the pups <laughs> and the arrows. It's just like, Hey, Hey buddy, I'm, I'm, come, I'm like, I've come here to, to golf and you're the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's great. The, what a good design. Yep. You know, yep. he has like, he looks cool. The way he rises from the floor is very cool. He's a little underbaked from like a story perspective, but as kind of a singular, yeah. just like elemental thing. Um, he works so well in, in scholar. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I appreciate that he's also a, a, a slight armored core nod. Mm. Oh, because of the eye, the eye and the blue sword. Okay, yeah, yeah. He yeah. does. You know, um, the, the, the moonlight blade does show up in armored core too. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to uh, this time through. I saw him do a bunch of attacks. He very rarely does. Like his, uh, his like unleashing the curse, like shooting it at oh, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Attack, which like just doesn't happen yeah. very much. Yeah, no. Um, but um, yeah. like on his like subsequent pop ups. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if it happens on all of them, but, like, some of them he just comes out, like, curse charged or whatever. Like, <laughs> like he doesn't have to stab you first. And yeah. he shoots all that, like, purple skull shit at you, and it's just, <laughs> it's yeah. terrible. It's a real yeah. asshole move. Dick yeah. behavior. Super cool. <laughs> Super cool. Um, for me, for best boss, there's lots of things I would want to give here. Like, I have, like, you know, I have, like, five. Yeah. I, yeah, lined up, I, right? I like, like there, there's a lot of the bosses in this game, I think, are extremely good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if I'm going to say one, but then it's like, you know, on a different day, I'd probably say something different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say Skeleton Lords mm-hmm. uh, for this one. 
it's you know it's it's tied at best right um it's my favorite arena like yes. in the series um i think and it's such a cool striking image like coming in seeing these three giant thrones and these three creatures kind of float off them mm-hmm. you know down there it has like, it's very very intimidating and it's a it's like a it's a easy fight but it's such a cool gimmick yeah. yeah, you know, because the the first time I fought it, I fell for it. Like I did the thing you're not supposed to do, right. and I was literally dodging and flipping out, and just had like a thousand skeletons <laughs> yeah. after me. And oh, it, no, was just, it was just it was. Oh, now there's bone wheels. Well, fuck! Like I was just like, does this end? Do I, you know, how do what do I do? You know, the life bar is going down, right. but I thought more were just going to keep coming. Um, right. It was a it was a really really great moment. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean that's I mean that's all there really is, and then just like skeleton goodness, right? Like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wolnir is a great skeleton, yep, but exactly the skeleton right. lords are worthy as well. Like skeleton bosses and dark souls are generally very, very good. Um, and, uh, this one just has like this kind of thematic and gameplay resonance. That's really, really fantastic. It's not hard. Like it's not good. Like Saralan is as far as a fight or mm-hmm. dark lurker, as I mentioned, like that's a really great fight. Yeah. This is more just a very cool concept. And I always smile. Like when I see them. <laughs> I just keep on thinking about uh, like sending you the text. Like Gary, there is something that is specifically a treat that was like wrapped up with a bow for you. That if you haven't gotten to it yet, you're going to get to it. I mm-hmm. Just, just yeah. like that, that that one little uh, uh, time that I was ahead of you. I was like, oh man, I was I was feeling so much joy joy for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> in addition to that, uh, that is probably some of the most fun that I've had talking about a boss on the oh, show yeah. that's like like that 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 goof em up section i think is tied probably for talking about mikolash and just like mm-hmm. how much mikolash's whole story resonates with us like as far as like moments of talking about bosses on this show mm-hmm. yeah and just like pathos mm-hmm. that's a big thing with me with these games is like characters that, that like execute pathos yeah yeah I- yeah and and skeleton lords doesn't right no like, no the idea that no, they were no, no. they were judging the undead and this they were you know lieutenants of this this king that we don't know exactly who it who it was who is a real shithead possibly iron king probably iron king who was like torturing the undead and stuff but them set up as this it's very cool it's this this tribunal that if you were then found guilty you were sent to the executioner's chariot which was also in my like tight five yeah like the executioner's chariot which i think is as you know is tied with mikolash for the best puzzle bosses Mm -hmm. the series has done and just such a cool idea of you just being in this wheel and getting run down over and over and over for eternity you know, it's kind of this like poetic Dante-esque torture. Yeah. I was going to say it's a very like Greek. Yeah. 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 I slipped in a second one there because I'm a cheat. <laughs> oh, bad boy. Yeah. Cool. What do you, what, what's yours? Uh, Fume Night, dog. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, I love Fume Night. Controversial. I love Fume Night too, but it's going to be controversial. Oh. You're going to get the letters in because people hate Fume Night. <laughs> I love Fume Night. Like he's hard, uh, but I like the way in which he is hard. I like that yeah. you can modify the arena. Um, I like that, uh, you know, it is entirely about the difference in rhythm as opposed to, uh, you know, any, any large number of thing. And I think that like, that is kind of the high point for me in terms of, you know, not the high point because obviously you have Artorias, um, but like, it might've been one of the, one of the, uh, crest points for like the big duel fight for me, like most of the time for the other fights, it didn't really like stack up to that or the ones that came before. I think few nights great. Yeah. Um like yeah, the, like the way it, the way it changes halfway through as well like it is a second phase to the boss fight that um I think it like changes it appreciably it's like a little bit of taste of that Maria heat. Um yeah. so far as like you're getting different versions or powered up versions of his existing attacks. Yeah. yeah. The, you know, layering as opposed to flipping a script. Right. 
Yes, yeah, as opposed to like something being totally new. Exactly. And how, again, Dark Souls 2 has tons of weirdness. How cool is it that you can wear that helmet and piss him off right from the start if he dresses his brother? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Like, extremely cool. Like, that is a cool detail. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's, uh, let's get, what's, uh, what's your worst, worst boss, Randy? Um, again, this feels kind of like a cop out, uh, ancient dragon. Yeah. Yeah. You, you scooped me, but I've got I've got backups. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a backup just in case we didn't want to count bosses that no one should fight ever. But <laughs> right, right. But, but, but bosses that punish you for even initiating the fight. Yeah, yeah like I feel like yeah. that like the boss is there to not be fought. If you uh, if you wait enough time, this boss gets expunged from your record like bad credit. So like in 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 another five years, we won't be able to talk about it. It'll be a, like officially off rums record. Yeah. <laughs> They were yeah. minor. I mean, like, yeah. when they made I it. guess, like, hey, as a concept of, like, if it is literally the thing of, like, you're not supposed to fight him. So, like, but, like, the fact that you can, like, it, it kind of goes to that thing is, like, because you can beat him, it doesn't make it a good boss. Like, right. yeah. I would actually like, I would like it better if you couldn't beat him. Mm-hmm. If yeah. it was just, like, a thing of, like, you fucked up, Joseph. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and they, they make um, Vendrick easier. They hide one of the giant souls you need to make Vendrick easier there. And, like, mm-hmm. that's the one I always don't get. You know, if I'm going to yeah. fight Vendrick, but like the uh, it's frustrating that they tie those two things together because it definitely seems like it's trying to discourage you from fighting him. But you do get like a significant advantage if you do. Um, I think I think this is arguably it's like I think in like when I did my bottom bosses, like it might be the second worst boss in the series for me. Mm-hmm. Like it is it is not as frustrating as a defiled watchdog because <laughs> it's more predictable. So it's only because it took me fewer tries and was less, you know, once I figured out, I just got bored as opposed to like literally wanting to throw my, you know, PS3 through a fucking window. (laughs) But um, yeah, this is, this is arguably the worst boss fight in the series and should never have fucking been made. Another crime about this boss is that it takes one of the most beautiful areas in the game Mm -hmm. and makes a boring ass arena out of it. That arena is a flat two by two texture that goes on for two states. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like that that uh, boss arena has its own postal office. Yeah, it's, it's Texas built to scale. Yes. The um, yeah, the, the, that's it's super good choice. It is fucking terrible. I just ugh. Yeah. like it, it. It it bums me out because like there could have been so much you did you, you could do with like something like that, and they just choose not to. Which is like which again makes it so like if it was a boss that you're not able to beat or like you you're, there's no ludical reason to do it like there's no like mechanical benefit you get from it like mm-hmm. like if you just dropped rubbish like, <laughs> yeah 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 like like that would be more thematically present like it's just like okay you go you go to this like ancient like shrine for this like re- recreated dragon it's like dragon that can't even like really sense things properly because it's like uh, mired in time mm-hmm. and you go up there and just you want to kill it because you know that's what you, that's what you do if you're a bad dark souls person then you kill npcs and stuff it, like i i view, basically view it as like they turned an npc into a boss fight yeah it'd be, well, it'd be like that, if like like it'd be like the dragon in um, dark souls one the everlasting dragon like you can't fight that you can just hit it and nothing happens like right. you can cut off its tail but you can't it's not a boss fight yeah you know they just make them you can just kind of hit it over and over and over and that would have been a good uh, acceptable way to signal hey don't fight right. this too yeah yeah like the the biggest thing that I got out of knowing that it can be killed because I've never beaten this thing because fuck that um, is, you know, the fact that it drops, uh, what is it? The dragon bone and the giant soul and, you know, mm-hmm. reveals a little bit about, you know, kind of the nature of dragons, you know, in this part of the world. Right. Right. You know, it, it, it does tell you about what 
what was going on going on with Aldia. However, that theory about who the, the large dragon actually was went out the window once we actually met the man himself. Yeah, the dragon wasn't Eldia. It's still Eldia's creation, like right. trying to create, you know, yeah. artificial dragons. But like, yeah, right. it's a it's a very bad boss fight. Like apparently out of a uh, out of a giant soul, yep. like, yes. using a giant soul to make a dragon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doing again, doing that evil science. You know, yeah, that's that, like the that, one redeeming thing to it to me is that you yeah. get both those yeah. items. Yeah, and it's like that yeah. that John Arenicus shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a very John Arenicus. Good, good pull. We'll we'll talk later when Cole's not around. We can talk about Bond bon, or Baldur's Gate too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. someday, someday, Cole, you will fall in love with John Arenicus. Oh, for sure. I, yeah, I, no, I promise. I'd, He's a good villain. I have no doubt. Cut, it, cut his ears <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so uh, my my worst like there's a couple different like Ancient Dragon is the worst boss fight in the game, right? Like, there's no question about that. So this is Hands such down. a distant second. Um, I'm going to give it to Throne Defender and Throne Watcher. Hmm. Okay. Um, I think that's a pretty bad boss fight. Um, the idea that you have to kill them at the same time is fine. Um, they are too mechanically boring, though, to live. Uh, <laughs> like, I think that they, you know, they are both, like, not particularly interesting. And the fight ends up becoming a lot about waiting for them both just to kind of have a hole at the same time, which runs contrary to keeping them at the same amount of health. Yeah. So, like, you can only really take a strike when you have lots of safe time. You spend a lot of time waiting for it. Um, once you get it, um, you hit them and then, uh, but if they're not right next to each other, if you can't even those out, it just ends up becoming a very, very long chore, yeah. uh, to me. Um, you know, I think that like, and again, this is me kind of discounting some stuff I feel like shouldn't have been a boss fight, right? Like covetous demon is really bland. Prowling Mag- Magus is very bland. Yeah. And we're not um, like, like the, like the, um, we're not including the DLC challenge bosses, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess I I kind of was thinking those those are works. Yeah, I guess like, so yeah, I guess I would, I don't want to restart this late, but like, I would say the double Ava Mm -hmm. is, is the worst boss. Um, the two King's pets, but as far as main game, this one. Yeah. So I've been sneaking two on all my answers. I feel bad about it because this time I didn't start out wanting to, I just kind of forgot about the challenge bosses (laughs) Uh, because like, Like, because they're not on the list. Right. Um, Oh, okay, cool. It's my fault. Well, it's not your fault. I'm just (laughs) saying I was looking at the list of bosses and like, um, but like double, double Ava is worse, I think. Um, but this is also, as far as like things you have to be non-optional main game bosses. Yeah. I really hate the throne defender and throne watcher and there's no lore to them or anything. No, no. Um, you know, there's a little bit of kind of coolness that like Nishandra uses you to get past them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of that, like, uh, oh, we're just going to have Kane get the crystal or get Cecil to get the crystal for us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, Final Fantasy Fourness, which is like a villain plot that's like fine yeah. and good. But uh, I think the fight yeah. is really bad. Yeah. It's a different uh, permutation of the would you kindly. You know, it's yeah. a, it is the, the, the villain manipulating you through gameplay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm not actually angry about the boss list comment. I just thought oh, it would okay. be funny to act like that. Okay. I'm glad I'm glad you're not oh. angry because I didn't mean it to be bad. It's just uh, I meant it just as an explainer, not an accusation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the double pets is one of the worst fights because in the double pets, it's I think maybe the double pets didn't come to mind because it's more about getting there. Uh-huh. Right? Like getting there is the worst boss run that's I think in a video game. Mm-hmm. Like even okay. NES games that have that you die in one hit and you have no continues and you have to replay the entire game to get to the boss. Like it's worse than Ninja Gaiden. Like it is <laughs> it is the worst boss run. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, I'm going to say um, Authority of the Royal Rat. Mm, that's real bad. Yeah. Yep. Um, first off, it's a huge fuck you because they work toxic into it. Um, it is an echo of another boss fight that I really don't like, uh, the Capper Demon um, as well. Um, and it takes a boss fight that I really do like uh, and then uses that for evil 
uh, by which I mean the Sith, you know, fighting a fighting a large four legged creature. Um, and just uh, that AOE man, like the AOE is just a real fuck you. Yeah, uh, that it, it also plays off Vanguard, the Royal Rat, which is very good. Yes, Vanguard, the Royal Rat's amazing. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just a, like a little like this is just like a little like shit fest, just like rats in a basement. Just... <laughs> trying to turn you into into also more basement <laughs> yep. yeah uh like like vanguard is a really good fight i didn't include it in the favorite because you know again it's one of those gimmicks but like hey it's a new idea let's let's try it um mm. yeah um vanguard no not vanguard authority is just not uh not for me i think that it is a very poorly done fight the saving grace is that it is you know fully optional yeah it's terrible yeah. that's a terrible boss fight yeah agree it's it's all that shock and awe so it's like Capra if the Capra dogs gave you toxic and there yeah. were twice as many. <laughs> right. You know, which is which is really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and one th- the frustrating thing, too, is it's a little bit of that ancient dragon thing where it's like if you can just get kind of get through that first part, mm-hmm. like it becomes a pre- pretty no frills right. and like almost boring. Right. Like when I played through as a pyromancer, um, you know, those things come up to you. You do a big AOE pyromancy. They all die in one hit. And then the boss kind of becomes a joke. Mm hmm. But if you play through as any like normal build, um, you know, it's it's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. To do all of them. And he also he does the thing that uh, fucking Abridus does where his charge will hit you twice. Yep. I hate that. Yeah. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Um yep. not a fan. Um, Randy, what are uh, three things? And these can be um, you know, if you listen to the Bloodborne thing, these can be anything. They can be tone, um, kind of moments, NPCs, pieces of equipment. Anything you like about Dark Souls uh, 2? What are three things that you think are great? Um, okay, I'll, I'm going to go in for, like, these aren't necessarily really ordered, but, like, I'll go from, like, what I wrote the most notes on, like, from the least amount of time to the most. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, power Stance. Yeah. Yeah. Power, power Stance is great, and it is such a weird thing. Like, I don't think the game ever tells you about it, does it? um no i don't i don't think so yeah I'm... like that part kind of sucks but <laughs> the part where it's power stance and it's awesome and you do like you become like a weird dancer with like your weird potpourri of weapons <laughs> it's just it's great it's it's just a weird like like you there, there's two ways to dual wield everything or not mm-hmm. everything because like not everything can be power stance but like the idea that Almost there's like everything on. yeah and, and i know there's like things that like match and stuff but it's like the idea that like there's like two ways to to dual wield and they're like like power stance isn't necessarily always the most effective like if you like if you you know my last round i'm doing dual cestus like if you power stance your l1 becomes that like double that one two combo that like is really good to get like uh staggering people but um if you don't power stance you can do like a swing and then an uppercut and then another swing again and you get more coverage like hitbox wise but it doesn't do as fast and something it's just like the idea that like it kind of like leads into that like trick weapon thing that I like. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like it's like it's kind of parallel to that in a way. And that, I, I was just gonna say like, the whole thing. Yeah, I was just gonna say the same thing uh, about yeah, the yeah, trick yeah. weapons. It yeah. basically like expand like it like multiplies your move set by like one point five. Like it just yeah. it, it just gives you a lot more options, and I think that goes hand in hand with the whole like you know build variety thing. And I think that's just I think it's really cool. It's fun. It's silly. It's great. Yeah, I love it. Um, uh, how about my second, yeah, my second thing, uh, Aldia. Yeah, that's a good one. You're doing it's, good answers, just... man. Like you're scooping me left and right, which is good because <laughs> I have a lot of things I want to say, but 
Yeah. Yeah, all day is good. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I was going to be kind of just do like NPC performances in general, but I think just focusing on Althea is probably more accurate. Yeah. It's just like he adds so much, both like the performance, which I, I think performances across the game are actually pretty good, like really good, actually. Um, but Althea's is just so. I don't want to say like nuanced, but like, uh, like two dimensional, not, not, not two dimensional and like, oh, he's a flat character. I mean, two dimensional in that like he is a, of two minds. Yeah, it seems mm. like like he seems like he's a character who is like under a lot of duress. But is also like super stoked about it <laughs> and about what you're doing. Yeah. He's like, conflicted. Yeah. Like he doesn't really like his own situation, but like the idea that, you know, you might follow in his footsteps like that's his reason to keep going or like it, it and whatever that means for tree man you know like, whatever <laughs> it means for like lava boy aldia uh like whatever it means to keep going on like he keeps going on and and, and it has an active interest in your you know in your pr- progression and like he wants to see where you go with it like he he wants someone to like validate his choices and that comes across really well in both like the actual writing and the way it's presented, like um, like the, the performances and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really it's it's a complete package because it's the way he's written, it's the it's the performance, but it's also the uh, the effects and the filtering over his uh, his o- voice o- yeah. over over his voice and the fact that you know he's doubled and there are many voices contained in the one, um, yeah. and that combined with just his his baffling appearance. Uh huh. You know. The fact that he appearance has... in both senses, like when he appears and how he appears. I love that. Like the first, <laughs> I, I, I forgot. Like I, I knew about it going in, you know, just because I, you know, I, I, I follow these games, but uh-huh. like it still scared the shit out of me when it happened. I like yelled. It was like two thirty in the morning. I felt real bad. I was like, oh fuck, because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's like it's like it, it's such a gotcha because it's it only happens at bonfires, mm-hmm. and uh, like I don't know. It's just great. I, I want to. I, I like it when he calls me Young Hollow. It makes me feel good. I, I love it when you call me Young Hollow. Um, I I love that. Um, I want to expand on something you said real quick. Is that when you talk about him being conflicted because he's got this kind of hope in you? There's a sense to Aldia that he needs you to justify the crimes he's done. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah, you spend yeah. the whole time going through, and you you literally go through his black science facility and see the crimes <laughs> against humanity he's been doing. And that kind of hope in his voice that comes through in the end, which again is maybe my favorite vocal performance in the entire series, um, has that that tinge of like, yeah. you know, you carry on where I can't. You make my sacrifices meaningful because I yeah. can't. Yeah, um, it's, it's like, extremely good. Many monarchs have come and gone. One drowned in poison, others come to flame. Still another slumbers in the realm of ice. Not one of them stood here. As you do now. You, conqueror of adversities. Give us your answer. There is no path. Beyond the scape of light, beyond the reach of dark. What could possibly await us? And yet we seek it insatiably. Such is our fate. Like when he when he's like, give us your answer. Like he is yeah. asking, like, <laughs> did I did I was I wrong? 
Right. Yeah. Was me right or was me wrong? You know, he's he's just <laughs> like, like the Dave Matthews classic. Like he he, he 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 like sees in you, I guess probably like you know sees himself in you or whatever. Like see, like your your drive or whatever you you what he calls you a conqueror of adversities or whatever. Like he sees himself in you and like your continuing down his path like for him is validation. Yeah. It seems that's what it, what it seems like. Yeah. It's it's he, kind of shocking you know, how much they built up Aldia in the initial version of the game, you know, and he was yeah. this unseen, this unseen force that had, you know, presence everywhere and touched everything. And we invested so much hope um, into like, hey, if this is ever explained, um, it really needs to kind of tie tie everything together. The fact that they kind of pulled it off with that revision is 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 a little staggering. You know, the yeah. fact that he lived up to the hype and even exceeded it for me. Aldia is so good. He's he's extremely good. He's one of my favorite characters in the game for sure. He's on the, I'm, I'm glad. I, I'm I, I'm assuming that's supposed to be him on the cover, you know. Yeah, you know, before mm. he became a tree. Oh yeah. Like yeah. you know that, that shrouded like the, like the the figure with the shroud over its head. So I was just like he gets like it, I choose to believe my head canon is that that is Alia like in like you know back when he was still human and yeah. I'm glad yeah. that he's on the cover of the game. <laughs> he, he he earned it. Yeah. Good boss fight too. Yeah, I mean, he's still a piece of shit. He like he experimented on people and stuff, but like, <laughs> yeah, bad person, good character. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, he's a great man, not a good man. Yes, yeah, yes. terrible, terrible, but great. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, what is your? What's your third? Um, the theme, the 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 theme of hope, yeah. and how that is like core to like the game, like you know, just you know, aesthetically, uh, in the script, um, in the mechanics, uh, it's all about, you know. Seeking misery, conquering adversity. It is about miring yourself in that which makes you uncomfortable, or that which sets out to, you know, give you setbacks, and continuing on regardless, or at least holding on to the hope that you'll you'll be able to go on in in the face of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like even like the name, like Drang Lake. You know, like who knows like what their actual process was, but you know, like Drang being like you know the German. You know, like Sturm and Drang, Sturm and like, Drang. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's like you know, Drang Lake is, is a land of that like fell to you know fell to want with a capital W, and like <laughs> it is a like it, it is a nation of like the hopeful have-nots, and it's all <laughs> about um, people. It, like then the whole game is like it's about people, for, both from Drang Lake and from other nations or whatever. Like it's all about people. Uh, who didn't have something or like, like through a lack of something, uh, made themselves better or not better, but like, um, uh, enacted change within themselves or in their surroundings, like as a result of, uh, disparity, I guess, you know, if you want to like tie it back to like, you know, the, the whole dark souls, like mythos ent- entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's just, you know, the, uh, as the uh, the Emerald Herald says, you know, paraphrase, of course, but you know, like seek misery, lest this land swallow you whole. Mm-hmm. The, 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 this is a land about, uh, and this is like a world, like a universe, uh, an existence of not having everything, yeah. and using that to propel you rather than letting it just um, degrade you yeah. or diminish you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, uh, good answers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just. Um, uh, yeah, like the, the, it just seems like the yeah the main like ethos is, is just like engage with your emotions. Like, mm-hmm. don't convince yourself that you're not um mis- like miserable or like sad or like 
uh, lonely or whatever, like, like engage with those emotions and actualize them and take action on them. And it's just, you know, yeah, like that kind of that stoicism, like you can, you know, maintain or keep in mind the things you can control <laughs> and try to change those things. You don't pretend yeah. like they're different. Yeah. So. And, 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 and don't like if you, uh, you know, it's like, you know, if you are without something, you don't have to, you know, don't necessarily uh, um, describe it as something that you don't need. Like it, it, It's like. It's kind of hard to explain, I suppose, but um, yeah, it's the whole idea that like hope exists in the presence of adversity, not yeah. its absence. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah. if you have everything you ever want or need, hope not only doesn't exist, but it's also meaningless. Yeah. And yeah. like hope yeah. just yeah. as a driver of action yeah. is, yeah. yeah, that's a big thing. And especially when the thing that you have lost or the thing that is incomplete, um, you know, is the, is you, you know, you are slipping away from yourself. Yeah. 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 Look at you. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah totally lucatiel like lucatiel i'm not gonna name lucatiel is on my short list though of things yeah uh, no, no. for, for just, my you know. my great things so lucatiel is a really great character i think yeah yeah lucatiel is um, up there for me yeah um yeah so you definitely you definitely snaked a couple of mine but i've, I've got a bunch so um, <laughs> yeah I, yeah i understand that was like a kind of a broad one but no yeah. no it's quite it's quite all right I, I don't mind that at all um because okay. one of my things is going to play into that um one of them, um, and we we could have talked about this earlier. I'm glad that we didn't, though, so I can talk about it now. Is uh, bonfire aesthetics? Yep. Uh, bonfire aesthetics are yeah. so mechanically strong and good, uh, and the <laughs> fact that they got rid of them uh, literally drives me crazy. Like, not only are they very cool from just like a normal playthrough perspective, like being able to control over you know how many souls you get, being able to like grind up against a boss that you know you know very well to kind of get additional souls and or play a part you like. Yep. It was so handy for doing this show. <laughs> When when it came time to like redo an area, I didn't have to replay through the whole game if I'd already beaten the boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I played through the game. I had my playthrough. If I got ahead on it, it was fine because I could replay the boss whenever I wanted. It was so good. Like they're <laughs> so good. It's such a good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. And God, I hate that they left. Like it was such a it's so <laughs> it's really, really did a lot, you know, like, um, you know, it, it seemed minor, but it actually had a really, really huge effect yeah. on how I approach the games. The only way um, I could think to like improve it would be like as if they gave you a little more granule control, like you could go up, down, or uh, like up and down, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like mm. especially after like in New Game Plus or something, like once you've already like finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they do on uh, New Game Pluses. They do kind of make make it a little bit tr- little tricky. Right. The fact that it persists across New Game Pluses is is kind of a bummer, but it, like it's it's a, a blemish on a really cool system. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just uh, it made it, it made a big difference and such a good idea. Like there are definitely ways you could have done it better. It d- interfered weirdly with New Game Plus, but them just throwing that idea out is a travesty. Yeah. Um. You know, and like right now, and it's the reason why I'll never fight Arnim again. Yep. You know, and the bosses I really like in Dark Souls Three that are kind of like I'll never fight uh, the dual princes again. Right. Because I don't want to play through the whole game to get there. I just want to play that. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's yeah. like I don't want to play through yeah. the whole game. Yeah. I would you love know, to be able to just play it. Really to put your sign down. And that's yeah, know. and that's a different experience than than it's a different experience. You know, by it's still fun, but it's not it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. So aesthetics, uh, that's going to be that's going to be my uh, my first thing. Uh, second thing, um, and I already talked about this a little bit, um, is the end of the Aldia ending. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, very broad, but it plays into a lot of things you're talking about, Randy. Um, that kind of that uh, that hope hopeful tone, and just kind of this uh, this uncertainty. Like you know, many people were very upset about the vanilla ending of Dark Souls two. Um, which it is very unsatisfying at first when you, but if you start to stop thinking about what it means, like, 
hey, this is a cycle. This is just going to keep happening. It doesn't matter whether you link the fire or not. Um, yeah. It's a uh, it comes into it with the Eldia ending where it's like what matters is if you choose to participate in this game at all. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, this uh, this fire linking uh, nonsense. So, um, you know, and again, just that performance, like you walking out into the dark over that, like, you know, there is no path. Like that's like those <laughs> those arc words are just going to stick with me. Yeah. You know, uh, so long. It's so good. Yeah, it is. It is extremely good. Um, so that you know that that is up there with emotional affect like affection that I've had. Yes. Uh, in the series, and then um, kind of as a piece, I'm going to say the opening, the opening cinematic, which like a lot <laughs> of people hate because it doesn't have to do with those kings and stuff. But I find that like walking into the cabin, finding your memories melt in front of you. Mm. Uh, you know, going through that dragonfly filled kind of swamp. Uh, yeah. walking into that bone, uh, cyclone, um, <laughs> I, think, I think the bonado, I think that's very cool. Um, like, that's yes, the game kind of didn't, yeah. didn't end up being about that, mm-hmm. but re- on replaying it, watching the opening again, I was like, this is, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like this, this is really, really good. It doesn't do that. Yeah. Like, here's all the things you're going to fight, mm-hmm. you know, thing that they usually do, but it's an extremely like powerful and cool opening. Yeah. Even yeah. if the game that came after it is only kind of tangentially related. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God. And I kind of, it's like, I, I, I think I would have liked it le- uh, less if, um, if that stuff actually did play into the, the game more mm-hmm. like, you know, your, your, your wax family and all that. Yeah, your wax family. Yeah. Like I'm kind of, and, and thematically it's just like you, like you came here to like, you know, so you could rejoin your family and be not, not be a hollow anymore but it's like by by the time you get there like by the time you even like get to like choosing your class and stuff it's like that it just it's gone yep like it's only yeah. there to to not matter mm-hmm. and I think yeah that's kind, of, that's kind of cool yeah um and, yeah. The fact, and the fact that it shows a personal cost to hollowing as opposed to um you know this broader like hey the the kingdom is in chaos yeah you know uh, it, it has it has a sadness to it yeah like a a lot it, it adds that loss yeah yeah I, I, that's just, that's very cool to give this kind of context, to this abstract, you know, like, what are you actually losing? Mm-hmm. You know, the, in the other games, there's an implied kind of family in real life. And this is something I've, I've hovered around for the kind of the entire series of the show is like, you know, I talked about how it'd be a very cool ending for a dark souls game to show a populous area, mm-hmm. like show us this, show us what's at stake. Yes. Um, and it's very, whenever the series touches on that, it's really, really powerful. It does it so rarely. I wanted to see um, Londor really bad. <laughs> oh too. man, yeah. yeah. And then what bad. I saw was a real kick in the the dick. Cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What what uh what what do you got? <laughs> um, kind of along <laughs> along with that pathos. Um, I've got a, a little bit of a twofer, but uh, NPCs in general, Lucatiel, um, as your kind of stalwart companion, uh, and somebody you know who just uh, has an incredibly tragic line. You know, her dialogue is like a knife to my heart. Um, you know, describing how she wears the mask to hide her, to hide her hollowing and, you know, says like, Hey, you know, stop me. If I come after you, if I forget who you are. Um, I think that, you know, again, when it comes to highlighting that personal cost and underlining, you know, this treatment of hollowing as dementia, um, is something that is very dear to me in this game. And I think that like, she is kind of the apotheosis of it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Um, on the other side of that, uh, played a little bit for comedy as Malin, 
um, who is tucked away and you tend to forget him, but his overall arc of being, you know, incredibly meek, but as you buy more stuff and he gets more successful, he forgets his humble origins. Like, Oh, the fact that he, you know, fled persecution and just like his, you know, the, the, the new purpose that is kind of put into him by being this merchant is like this incredibly arrogant dick. Yep. <laughs> is uh is a very nice touch so npcs yeah. you know g- generally uh and how they show the you know the effects of hollowing but uh lucatil and Malin for you know uh as a subset of that but for very different reasons yeah i never uh, thought about I, it, I, like... I love how Malin's uh, uh posture changes yep yeah like that the lean back like the cool like rap album cover <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that he gets into is so good yep yeah, he just needs a like a goblet of some sort yeah <laughs> I never really thought about it, but uh, Marlin's story is kind of like another um, permutation of the whole thing of like by kind of uh, continuing, like giving him his purpose, which is like to run a shop, a successful shop, because he's never done that before. Like by doing yeah. that, you actually encourage his hollowing in a yep. way. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, my second one, uh, the design of the Shrine of Amana. Uh, I mean, I've warmed up to it uh, like play wise. You know, like I think that it's much better now that the homing is less um, is, is is less intense. I still think it's a little bit too hard of a place. Uh, when I say design, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just the way it looks. Um, uh-huh. Holy shit, is that a beautiful beautiful area? Like the generational gap aside, like that is such a well presented um, place visually uh, from a color standpoint, um, and then also you know from some of the ideas, you know the the the, the bugs that hover over the corpses. Uh, you know, the, like the, those fireflies, the Milfinito singing along with it. I think that like aesthetically that area is a complete joy and it would have been a shame to uh, uh, for, for, for me not to uh, include that, include that in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's full of secrets too. Like yeah. the finding um, where uh, Vendrix like stashes soul. Yep. You know, like there's yeah. really cool things like that that you get to do if you explore it really fully. Yeah. Yeah. His, his little secret like chair cave. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It, uh, yeah, and uh, like the the shrine, the mm-hmm. the weird shrine that like lets you uh, regain your humanity if you you're out of effigies. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> the, the, that's yeah. cool and weird. The, the 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 fact that like oh this thing everybody's been searching for is only temporary. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, big into it. Um, and then let's see here. I've got two as my third. Uh, let's go with the new game plus changes. Okay. Yeah. Um, yep. I really like the way that they uh, that they change it because it gives me what I want. Um, which is more more content um, and, uh, you know, different uh, different play as opposed to, you know, boosted numbers. I think that, that was a really ambitious thing for them to do, um, you know, the way, especially the way they changed some of the boss encounters. Um, and it's a shame they, did, they didn't continue that. I was just going to say, like, you know, and a lot of people talking lately about, a, you know, a game called Nier Automata mm-hmm. and, like, what it does with its new game plus. And it just, I wish more games did stuff like that where, like, the game is fundamentally manipulated. Based on your, like which run through you're doing. Yeah, I'm I'm real jazzed. Uh, that's kind of high on my uh, both near and automata are high on my list of you know once I get out of once I get out of d- double duty on this assignment play. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. It's um yeah the new game plus stuff is kind of the way again is like the aesthetic like something that it's bonkers that they gave up on. Yeah, you know like I wish they had gone further with it. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like getting me to do new game plus is meaningful because. That's so contrary to what I you know care about in these games. Yeah, um, it, it was. I mean, it was meaningful enough for us to dedicate an episode to it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it it resonated. It, it did it. It did it in a way that benefited our approach. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I want to kind of throw in an honorable mention. Okay. 
um, just because I, I thought you were gonna you were gonna take it. Okay. Um, it's cool that you didn't, but um, walking into Vendrick. Oh yeah. Uh, for the first time. Yeah. Like, like seeing Vendrick for the first time is, you know, up there as far as kind of moments in in the series because uh, it's been built up so much. It'd be like it's very similar to what they do with walking into Gwyn and doing that fight. You know, this intentional anti-climax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's just like the music. You know, and whenever they use like background music, since it's so rare in this game, is like always very powerful. Yeah. And yes. just this kind of like shambling idiot, <laughs> you know, who's just devoid of, of all of his power. Um, you know, after you'd spent all this time looking at his machinations, his kind of attempts to stop this curse. Yes. Um, in myriad ways and seeing he was ultimately unsuccessful, and this is where he's at. And then you kind of like learning, like, oh, he is behind this thing because he's trying to keep it away from Nishandra. Like, there's a nice little arc there of you being pitying him and then realizing like he's actually kind of successful yeah yeah and what he's trying to do is it's like a very brave sacrifice he ends up being a really cool character yeah in the kind and of fullness kind of, of the game yeah it kind of mechanically explains why like it explains difficulty mm-hmm. like there's, there's like a like a, a, a narrative reason for the increasing difficulty as you get further down yeah into the <laughs> crypt and stuff yep yeah 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 um yeah so let's uh is that my, my, again, I'm getting two for all of these because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a cheap boy. Um, how about uh, what, are, what are crappy things? What are what are two kind of shitty things I want to talk about, Randy? Uh, um, I, I'm going to I'm just going to say adaptability. Yeah, like. Lo- yeah, like we talked about earlier, like lo- locking a play style, which is, you know, by that, I mean, like a dodging as opposed to blocking play mm-hmm. style like locking that behind a stat that you need to put a lot of points in if you want to get your role to, to what you need it to be. Yeah. Like it's, it, that, it's a bummer because like no other stat works quite that way. Like, it, like it, the, the numbers going up on your strength and decks and your health and stuff like, like they're so, so incremental. Whereas like putting like, points into like adaptability like literally makes it so like your basic movement you know if you include dodging in your movement like mm-hmm. makes it so uh, that is locked behind you know a good like 15 20 levels of, of souls if you know depending on how how high you want it yeah yeah it's just that, that it's a bummer that's a bummer yeah what's uh what's your second second bum 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 <laughs> um i'm not I'm not going to say soul memory because I, I I think this other thing is actually a bigger bummer for me personally. But uh, the fact uh, or, or the way that um, NPC quest lines get enumerated, mm-hmm. like the fact that you have to like summon them in and they can't die, like it, it, they basically turn NPC quests into escort missions. Oh yeah. And like I, I am a person who generally, not generally, but like a lot of time, I am a uh, not human when I'm playing that game, mm-hmm. and I sometimes forget to like. You know, it's like if I'm at 95% health or whatever, because I'm only like one level hollow or whatever, I'll sometimes forget to pop a effigy or whatever. And like, oh, I, you missed a summon sign. Like I, oh, I, I have like to this day never summoned paint, uh, Pate for oh, yeah. uh, the Lost Giant because I always forget. Hmm. It's just like, hmm. I like, it, it feels like a weird, I, 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 I don't like the way it like enumerates. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it either. Like it's extremely frustrating. They swung way too far the other way in three, right? Like we talked about that. Like it makes, they make yeah. it very obscure. Um, yeah. This is no, this is really no better of a way to do it. Like this is pretty shitty. Yeah. And I admit that it's a hard problem to solve, like, especially for like games like this that are like so weird. 
in structure. But yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Definitely agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll tell you, like for my first one, I'll expand on it. Um, I think that the and the density of good NPCs is pretty low. Yeah. Um, we talked about like I love Aldia, I love Vendrick, I love uh, Lucatil. Um, but what is the personality trait of uh, the mage trainer, or of uh, the pyromancy trainer, mm-hmm. or of the lady who sells you stones, or the blacksmith? You know, like there's so many. There are a lot of characters that don't have enough character yeah. uh, to them that it really, really bums me out. Yeah. And yeah, like, sometimes they'll have point. <laughs> well, yeah, totally one bullet point. Like the, the map maker, the cartographer is a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Right. And then just doesn't pay off. Like there's a lot of that with the NPCs and it ends up making the world feel like as much as it's meaningful to gather all these people together, kind of an aggregate uh, individually, they end up just kind of not mattering, yeah. you know? Um, and that's, that's, that sucks. Uh, I dislike that immensely. Yeah. Um, so, um, that's really frustrating. And then I mean, my second bummer, like it's hard not to repeat myself cause they tend to be kind of individual, you know, bosses, um, or areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say the kind of lack of resolution for Shanalot, mm, um, yeah. that yeah. we get, um, that's a really cool kind of, uh, intriguing, um, Lorelet and like there's theories out there and there's, we find out kind of what Shanalot is on a very surface level. Yeah. You know, like this is, this is a hybrid. This is an attempt to get rid of the curse. Like this hybrid dragon person born from a dragon didn't have a name, et cetera. Um, we don't get anything more than that though. Um, and it just seems like she would have kind of increased importance. Um, there's all these awesome moments where like after you, uh, you talk to Vendrick and you turn around and there she is, you know, that she's kind yeah. of dogging you this whole way. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. But we don't get uh, it doesn't hit that 70 percent thing that I want for a lore story. It's like way closer to like 50 or 40 percent to where like I know enough cool things, but not enough to make this truly feel satisfying. Right. Um, And it feels really early on like it's going to be. Yeah. She's played up to be so incredibly significant, but Scholar just kind of blows past her in terms of like the cosmology. Yeah. It's a, little, it's a little bit like the old hunters, right? Like where like a, a lore thing is kind of supplanted with a cooler version yeah. of itself almost. It just yeah. doesn't, it doesn't fit as well. It doesn't square the circle quite as well. Yeah. And you know, the unfortunate truth about that is that that could very well be due to the fact that they couldn't get the voice actor back. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Like, like, you know, you have to write around that stuff so much and like in games and TV and stuff, like it's such a bummer, but like it's possible that's like the case. But yeah. Yeah. I never, never considered that. Yeah. Huh. Cause like what, like it, what, a, what a scene it would be if like Aldia could talk to Shan a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or you, you could summon Shan a lot to fight her, fight Aldia. Oh, yep. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Like, yeah, to heal her, cast her like, you know, <laughs> yeah. off, off on the side. Yeah. And um, I was actually thinking about um, this re- recent playthrough, you know, you know, when she shows up like right at the end and she, uh, at the dragon airy mm-hmm. and she's like, Oh, it was my manifestation that led you here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know like what like the greater community thinks, but like is the implication that like is it possible that she was like the one who led when she says here, does she mean like Drang Lake? Yeah, like, I think she, so because she's okay. um she repeats the line from the old firekeeper that you run into in things betwixt. Yeah. Like yeah. she repeat repeats verbatim the whole uh, you know, you'll you'll end up here. Uh she repeats two things. She repeats the like you'll be here and you don't know why. And she repeats something else. I can't remember what it is that they, they say inside the hut. Yeah. And like the, the old woman who's in the uh, intro, 
like who yes. like kind of like points you towards Drang. Like is, is it, the implication is that like Shanalot's been like all the people who get led here are like lured here by Shanalot because like who's like looking for someone who can get as far as you know Alder right. did or or Redrick did or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So just, the, they could have the, done a lot of super, cool stuff with that. I think that's the cool. That's like the closest. That's the most charitable read for it, yeah. and oh, I yes. think that's pretty close to consensus. You know, mm-hmm. okay, um, yeah, is, what, is sure. what they were ultimately going for. It's more about yeah. whether they develop that enough. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I definitely um, am guilty of coming to NPCs, uh, you know, CF Yuria of Dark Souls Three, coming to NPCs with a charitable read, <laughs> like willing to put a lot more into the character than than the maybe the developers are. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, nothing, definitely nothing wrong with that because they didn't quite put in what they needed to uh, right. with her and with that, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, close us out, Cole. Yeah, uh, so mine should be pretty quick. Um, the first one is kind of unfair because it's more about the series as a whole. I'm pretty sad that Aldia never went anywhere. Oh, with the, uh, yeah, they never wasn't touched on in three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, just, uh, and, and all that, that a lot of these themes were so good that it's just like, nope, they're gone. You know, it's more of the overall memory hole uh, yep. kind of aspect of this. I know that's unfair. I know it's kind of against the spirit of the exercise, but that's just how I feel. <laughs> um, the other one, yep. um, something that, that annoyed me, uh, the Pharos lockstones and fragrant branches of yore. Mm. Uh, that like the like using those as, uh, as as gating mechanisms, they go fucking nuts with that in, um, in, in, in Scholar. And I wish that they didn't make it so Zelda-y, actually. Uh, for some reason, that feels worse than gating stuff with keys. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't yeah. have that experience. I, I kind of like that in Scholar. Because oh. like you can, it's it's feels to me like I'm not trying to argue out of your your point. This is your bummer. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take it from you. But like the, uh, I kind of like that it ends up. If it was a key, that would be specific. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's not specific, it's like you have a fragrant branch of your. You can do a bunch of different things with it. Yeah. Um, I like that like a, as a kind of a skeleton key for, for different uh, experiences. Cause it's, it's an extension of being able to like kind of tailor things to your build or sequence break to get to where you want to get early, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I might like it better if it was like the, um, they were taught like, like Pharaoh's lockstones are only tied to say like treasure. Whereas like fragrant branches of your are tied to like area progression. Like they, they yeah. mix and match so much, which kind of like it um, muddies the, like the economic work worth of a individual, fragrant branch or rock square yeah uh like i like some of the individual things you can do with a with a uh pharos uh or you know, not a pharos yeah yeah pharos lockstone um i forgot what the, what those were named um i like some of the individual things you can do i just think overall um i i totally understand what you're saying gary about you know it gives it gives you that flexibility you know to make to make that decision overall it just feels a little um artificial to me um in a mm. way that i uh in a way that I don't associate uh, with these worlds, that kind of artificiality. Yeah, it is really like um, there would be more elegant. There are more elegant ways to kind of have that nonlinearity. Yeah. You know, um, and just not having them gated at all. Right. Like, so if you just had ferris lockstones for treasure mm-hmm. uh, and traps, and you didn't have the uh, fragrant branches of yore at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you would lose that much. Like, I think that um, the way it is now, uh, if there's going to be fragrant branches of yore, I like the way it is now. Yeah. If you wanted to get rid of them, because honestly, like the uh, in the main game, they were just used to block off uh, Seldora yeah. uh, from you. You don't really need to block off Seldora. Like Seldora is not that hard. Right. Um. You know, and it would have been fine to not make it so artificially. So it would have been fine with like kind of jettisoning them in general. Yeah. You know, Um. 
I don't think they add a whole lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Something um, real quick to to kind of add on to your first point about them not using Eldia. They don't use uh, anything from this game in the rest of the season three. (laughs) So even like there's a shield. (laughs) There's a shield. What are you talking about? That windmill. At the end of this game, you you put together a crown that cures your hollowing. Right. Like that should be really really huge and should have been built upon. Mm -hmm. Um and isn't. Right. You know and just ignored and that's not like I mean like you know, cute people who are listening to this which is like of course they ignored it. It fucking sucks, lol. Uh, I don't think that sucks. I think that's really cool. The idea that you can like, you don't have a cure for it, but you have a character like an avatar who is immune to this thing. That's this world changing. Who's essentially outside who can become outside the cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, all the upside and the downside. And that would have been a cool place to start with and a cool place to explore. Yeah. Um, You know, and they didn't. So like, it's not just, it is, you know, Aldia's Aldia's revelation stuff that they're ignored. It's like everything about this game. It's like the, the, the baby was definitely thrown out with the bathwater. Yeah. Yeah, like the closest thing they get to it is like kind of like, and this is probably just me thinking this, but like they kind of maybe like nod towards that a little bit with Volnir. Mm, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, he he lives inside of his you know his soul bungalow in his little sippy cup, yeah. uh, with his crown made of crowns. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know, it's like oh he he's a, he's a, you know he's immortal technically, <laughs> but he's also like on a ladder with one rung, that yeah. is like, you know, held together by his bracelets. Yeah. 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 But yeah, like, it, that's probably just me like reading into like a, a parallel that isn't actually there. Uh, who, I mean, who, who knows if it's yeah. intentional? Yeah. Who could, I mean, that whole area smacks of being designed by kind of B team anyway. Right. Like that whole, the whole bit with, with Wolnir and the kind of vague Dark Souls 2 references that never go anywhere. And the yeah. fact that you kind of like, yeah. makes a little bit of sense. One end of it makes sense because it's the Abyss Watchers. Uh, keeping watch over it. This fact that it has a direct line to Aerothil doesn't make sense, though. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's one of the least least sensible kind of area juts in Dark Souls Three. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's that's probably good, right? Like, do you do you guys? Uh, you know, I think we I think we 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 kind of got it got it out. Um, good game. Um, you know, not perfect, right? But like, it it does. Uh, I think it justifies its place in the series, and like. I still, even after all this time and kind of going back and revisiting it, I still feel like it's a little bit unjustly maligned. Yeah, I, um, I do as well. I do as well. Yeah, yeah. So many so. good ideas. That 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 theme. You know, we talked a lot about it, but like it, uh, it will always go a very long way for me. Um, and going back and revisiting and finding out that that wasn't just something that we, you know, teased out and kind of manufactured in, you know, the show's collective headcanon, but that it is there and it's still it still hit very hard for me. Was 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 was, was pretty great those, you know, mechanical, uh, misgivings aside. Mm. Yeah. And to me, the mechanical misgivings, which are like definitely a problem, um, are outstripped by the mechanical strength of being able to play this game in a thousand different ways. Yes. Like revisiting it did not get tedious the way my Bloodborne replay did. Yeah. You know, in the second half when Bloodborne, like one spikes the difficulty, but two, like it just like, well, this is just, everyone is immune to my fucking arrows and it takes a thousand (laughs) arrows. So I may as well just be playing with a sword. Right. You know, which I've done. Yeah, um, I don't want to do it again. Mm-hmm. The um, so it is really cool to be able to go back to this and play a totally different way. Yeah. That's valuable yeah. to me. Yeah. Randy, uh, where yes. can people find you online? Do you have anything you want to promote or anything like that? Um, uh, well, uh, no is an okay answer. Like, don't don't feel pressure to expose yourself to to that. But yeah, um, well, you 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 can find me on the internet. 
uh, at a, a, a <laughs> Randy <laughs> guest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Twitter is probably the place people can get in touch with me if they really want to. Uh, the easiest, uh, Rivaldi22 is my name on there and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I am in the Slack channel from time to time. Uh, I do other things like I, I, I do, uh, you know, I draw stuff. I do music from time to time. I, I, I am a dilettante when it comes to, you know, creative stuff. So I, that and Twitter is usually where I'll put it. So, uh, if you ever want to see anything from me again, that would be where to, that would be where to find it. <laughs> and also, yeah, yeah, come talk to me. Cause if you, if you listen to this and you think I'm an okay person, I'd probably think you are too. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we really appreciate you making the time, uh, not only supporting us, but making the time to do this. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's, I've been having a really free schedule lately, but, uh, this week it was really kind of hectic and, uh, I'm glad it worked out. Awesome. It's uh, I'm I'm glad too. Yeah. Um, what about us, Cole? Well, us. Uh, this is episode two in our four-part series on you know revisiting doing the victory lap. The show's going to end. You know, after the uh, the final after dark that we do after Dark Souls one. Uh, next time we are doing Demon Souls, uh, and then we're rounding everything out with uh, with with Dark Souls. Uh, if you are one of the people who gave uh, at the tier where you can get us uh, a response in the. Uh, in the uh, after darks please check your email or check patreon uh we have not gotten as many of those responses as we uh, as we had planned on uh that's fine we will um you know open up uh probably eventually here to kind of a general public so we can populate those episodes and make them not just like 15 minutes of hey um but uh we will give uh, priority to anybody who gets in with that so just repeating the usual call for uh for those responses to come in yeah yeah um yeah, we would love to uh, love to hear from you. Um, you can also, if you were hearing this, like I said, the song is going to end, or not the song. Wait, the song, <laughs> the Bonfire Side Chat song. The um, the show is going to end, but that doesn't mean it's actually going anywhere. So, if you want to rate and review it, if you want to tell your friends about it, um, it will stand as a resource uh, for people who want like this kind of experience to guide them through these games as the games are kind of you know evergreen mm-hmm. on their own. And we're not going anywhere. We're not like quitting podcasting or anything. In fact, we are redoubling our efforts. Um, you know, our, our main show, our first show for the network, watch out for fireballs. Um, if you're not listening to it, we are treating that like the flagship that it is. Yes. Um, so that is going into uh, watch out for fireballs, scholar of the first sin. Um, the second, uh, kind of upgraded version of it <laughs> where we, uh, are doing it every week. Yeah. I'm doing a bunch of cool things, like kind of themed months. We're going to do a little bit more long form, like charting what happens with series, charting comparisons between characters, properties, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd love to have you on board for that. If you haven't listened to that show, please give it a shot. Yeah. And if you, uh, if you don't support us on Patreon, um, please consider that as well. Uh, you know, this is a, a large portion of both of our, you know, percentage wise of our, our incomes. Yes. Um, a reason why we are able to spend, uh, the unreasonable amount of time per month we spend podcasting. Yes. Um, you know, it's a uh, putting this together, taking the time to do it, record it, research it, replay these games, like it takes a lot of time. And, uh, we're only able to do that with your support. Yes. So if you go to uh, patreon.com slash TV, you can see rewards, uh, benefits, milestones that we have, uh, and how you can help out. Yeah. Um, I would recommend the $5 tier, uh, because that is ridiculously valuable with one week of early access to episodes and two extra premium, um, uh, abject sufferings. Yes. Yeah. I would recommend the, uh, no reward required $2,000. tier. <laughs> um, the, uh, like, it also has its charms. No, I mean, $5, five is great. If everyone listened to this, gave us $5, we'd be doing this full time. Yeah. And, uh, and, and would be, would be set and we'd yeah. be able to do a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. 
Um, but if everybody listening to this gave us one dollar, that's also true. Yeah, um, <laughs> one fifth. You know, so true. <laughs> yeah, one one dollar a month at twelve dollars a year. Um, yeah. You know, l- less than the price of like a good sandwich and drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, you can you can help us out and make a really big difference. So we really would appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's everything. Again, thank you so much, Randy. It's been awesome having you on. Yeah, it's, it's been great. I, you know, it's, it's, it, I was going to say thanks for having me, but, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. It's, uh, we went through that last happy, episode, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, um, yeah. Very, we're very happy uh, to have you. We were batting a, batting a thousand. See, that's how it goes, Cole. Oh. We're batting a thousand on mic, cha- uh, mic quality and on guest quality. Uh, for these. I, uh, and I, I really, I genuinely appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and in, in, uh, tell next time, what should they do? Um, they should seek misery, lest this land swallow them whole. Umbasa. Umbasa. And we all pray that we will have far more soon. It's not no. forgiveness. No forgiveness needed. <laughs> not not my intent. Did you hear somebody say slathering the mic? Yeah, I'm, I'm putting. I'm reapplying my icy hot for my stupid back. And oh, I said, forgive yeah. me if you're slathering over the mic. Okay. Because I've been. That's been my primary verb for. <laughs> my, my primary verb for the last four days have been grunting, uh, <laughs> struggling, and slathering. Hmm. So. Yeah. That's uh That's me. <laughs> Slather oh, boy. Yeah. I didn't realize we were still talking about bosses, or at least we were bosses. <laughs> Gary the Slatherer. Just call me Joe Slatherly. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that would be an NPC name, like Slathering Gary. Ooh. Yes, yeah, so, like an invader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>